Welcome to another episode of The Hard Count. I'm your host, CJ James. You're like, where is, why is, why is it on the CJ here? Um, I got Connie, Anthony Conover, uh, definitely under the weather right now, not feeling too well. So um, for all the Hard Count family, uh, wish him some well wishes. Hopefully he gets back healthy, back for week three next Tuesday. Um, thinking about you, bro. Hope everything is good. But um, I just couldn't not come in, not do an episode. We had to talk some football. It was a crazy, crazy week on Sunday. Um, so many games to to tackle and and get underway. If you're watching on USN YouTube channel, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell for the next time. Connie and I go live, and also for my other colleagues with the Unwrapped Sports Network for the next time they go live as well, covering MLB, NBA, um, college football, MMA as well, UFC, so all different type of other sports and leagues. So make sure you look out for them also. But let's get right to it, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not a guy that likes to uh, say too much and beat around the bush. Let's, get, let's get, right, get right to the games. Chargers, Thursday night football. Chargers and the Chiefs, I think this was a good start to week two. Chargers were at a, had a really good win against the Raiders going to Kansas City. Their two games last year were really competitive. If you go to our, our hard count page on Twitter, uh, Connie and I were kind of talking about it. We were giving our predictions on who might win. I picked the Chiefs. We had some, I, my, I got Garrett, that's part of the USN. He picked the Chargers. He thought the Chargers would get it done. And the Chargers were really looking like they were going to get this W. They were playing well throughout the whole game. That defense is extremely tough. Asante Samuel Jr., Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James. I, I know everybody saw that that Derwin James tackle on Travis Kelsey right there before he got to the end zone. Big time tackles like a spine buster for people that watched WWE back in the day. Uh, he definitely laid a big time tackle on, on Kelsey. And it was a close game. It was really a close game throughout. I thought Herbert did a really good job. He obviously battled with some with some injuries, had the, the the cracked ribs. So we'll see what happens with that. It was definitely hindering him towards late towards the game. He still made a big time throw on fourth down to try to keep them um, keep them in it. Ended up scoring a touchdown on that drive as well. So he's he's extremely tough. You know he's he's a, he's a tough kid. Yeah, um, he did a great job. But the turning point in that game was was the interception, the pick six. Um, just I saw. Everett, so before before the pick six, Everett made a great catch. He made a great run, and he looked tired. And I was saying to myself, I was like, he was trying to come out the game. He was like saying, like, give me out the game, give me out the game. But I guess they were going no huddle. And he just, he just looked so, he just looked so tired. And they called the play, and I think Everett wanted, I think um, Herbert wanted him to do it like a, a zig route, wanted to go in and go out. And then just put it right in his hands and then, you know, go upfield and break the plane for a touchdown. But he just ran the route so lazy, so lethargic. And the rookie um, from from Kansas City made a great play on it and capitalized it and took one to the crib. The Chargers had multiple opportunities to intercept Patrick Mahomes. They just weren't weren't able to do so. Santi Samuel at least had, I counted two, two, two interceptions that he easily should have had. One in the red zone, I think another one down the sideline in a different series, but and that, and that could just be the difference in, in these games. And that's really what it was for this one against um, against the Chiefs for, for Los Angeles. The game was in their hands. They had an opportunity to go up 2-0, go up 2-0 in a division at that. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's it's anything to 
to worry about per se because I, I don't like what I see from the Broncos right now. And the Raiders are 0-2, and they should have easily been 1-1, and and we'll, we'll get into that game as well later on. So I think the Chargers are still in a good spot, but they just need to make sure they know how to close some games. For me, I like Eckler. He's a good running back. I feel like they could use another guy, more of a, a big body back, that they could give give him the ball to kind of close some of these games out, um, chew the clock. And, and really just go home with the dub. I think that's the perfect situation, when you, especially when you're on the road. You need those type of big backs that can make those type of plays. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, mean, I was impressed by the game. It was a really good game. It was a really good game to start the week. Kansas City's 2-0. I'm, I'm, I know for a fact, I, talk, I talked about this with Connie. I, I said that I just felt like they were going to come in and, and, and be motivated. They looked like the underdogs. Everybody was talking about all the other teams in the division and, Forgetting, forgetting that they're the team that's won the division, what, seven years in a row, six, seven years in a row. And they're just they're just too elite. So, um, you know, they look great right now. Patrick Mahomes playing out of his mind. Definitely an MVP candidate. What he did, what he did against the Cardinals was a great game. And he just he did just enough against the Chargers on Thursday to you know, obviously keep him in that conversation. Had a, a great touchdown pass. I believe it was to Watson, their, their second tight end. That was a great play rolling on the pocket. I mean, that, those those are only plays only, but one or two people can make can make um for the season. Let's see, Connie, what's going on, man? I appreciate that, brother. Thank you, bro. Thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah, that fourth down throw. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely crazy. With, with crack ribs, it's it's amazing. Christian, what's up, man? Rams the two, <laughs> of course, of course. You guys got it down. We're going to definitely talk about your, your game as well against Atlanta. Connie's late because he's making grabbing a bacon and cheese. Nah, <laughs> nah. Connie's uh, feeling under the weather right now. He's going to be back next week, chopping it up um, with the with the USM fan, with the TAC fan for sure. Um, we're going to get our guy, uh, USM colleague Dustin Hunt in here as well to talk about some of the football games. He should be here shortly um, as I send this link over to him. But yeah, man, it was it was a good game. It was a good game on, on Thursday night. Obviously, AFC West rivals. It's going to be tough. And and these are two of the best quarterbacks in, in the league. Justin Herbert, I think right now, what he's trying to do is he's trying to cement himself as one of these top guys. We saw what Josh Allen did last night on, on Monday Night Football. And I mean, he's <laughs> he's playing he's playing out of his mind. He's playing out of his mind right now. I think he's easily uh MVP right now it's it's not even close it's not even a question everybody's so high on 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 the bills and I think Josh Allen I mean I think Justin Herbert what he has to do is just continue to win games he has to win these close type of games if you want to be in that discussion because when we start talking about the uh when we start talking about the MVP we talk about these games these are games we bring up we talk about the games against some of these top quarterbacks and and, and this is what the media looks at when it's time to have those discussions at the end of the year. So I think for Herbert, still playing at a high level, still playing really well. They didn't have Keenan Allen in that game. Mike Williams made a crazy catch on the sideline, one-handed catch. That got a lot of talks from a lot of the stars. I think LeBron, KD made some comments about it as well. So um, it, it was it was a really good game, really good game to start week two. Um, let's get right into this game. We got the Dolphins versus the Ravens. Um, give me a second, guys. 
just trying to get our co-host in here. Uh, one of our co-hosts is going to pull up. Just give me one second, guys. Sorry about that. He should be pulling up soon. This is Dustin Hunt, uh, one one third of the Fights Unwrapped podcast that you can find on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Going to pull up. I believe he's a Browns fan as well. So <laughs> definitely want to hear his thoughts about the comeback that Joe Flacco put on on his guys on Sunday as soon as he gets in here, as soon as we talk about that game. But this, this uh, Dolphins versus Ravens, wow, what a game, what a game. You know, I was looking at the game. I was looking at the score. I was like, okay, the Ravens, they're, they're going crazy. And they were showing the highlights on Red Zone. They were showing some highlights. I was watching the, the 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 Giants and the Panthers on TV, obviously being here in New York. Obviously, that's one of the local games that they show. And they would show the highlights here and there. I'm like, okay, okay. You know, they're the Ravens, they're playing well. Looks like they're going to get this dub. They were up 21 in the fourth quarter. And I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. Tua and Tua, Jalen Waddle, and, and Tyreek Hill just went on a tear in that fourth quarter. Tua Tagovailoa, 469 yards, six touchdowns, just went insane in that fourth quarter, man. That's secondary for the Ravens. They have a lot of work to do. They have a lot of things they need to clean up. They definitely had this one in a bag. Lamar Jackson, at the conversation pre-fourth quarter, it was – this is why they need to pay him. He needs to be getting 260 million guaranteed. He should be making more than Deshaun Watson. All the narratives are going through the roof. And honestly, those to me, those narratives still um, need to be talked about 100% because he's that special. And what he did in that game showed that. He always plays well against Miami. Obviously, he's a Florida guy. And he always shows out against the Dolphins. Rashad Bateman had a sighting. I've been looking forward to him. Connie and I have talked about Bateman over the last two years, feeling like he should, you know, usurp himself as being one of the, the wide receiver one on the squad. He had a nice touchdown, I believe, 75 yards. Then Lamar goes crazy, takes one for 79, his longest of his career. Um, still trying to. Yeah, yeah, we're trying to get Dustin in here. Just a little bit of. Uh, technical difficulties, but yeah, I, I thought Lamar. I, I, I feel like it was it was crazy. It was crazy, and um, I just feel like Tua and, and those boys. They came in there and they was like, "Yo, we're, we're not gonna, we're we're not gonna play around. We're not gonna play around. We're gonna go in there and get it done." And boy, did they! They just had no answer for Tyreek Hill. Third, I believe it was two third down conversions were turned into touchdowns from Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, both had 10 receptions, a buck 70 apiece. 
and a touchdown. This is what we asked for. This is what we asked for. This is what we expected once Tyreek Hill went to Miami. And we talked about the speed of those two wide receivers. And it just came down to two of just putting the football in their hands and, and them doing the rest. And, and that's exactly what they did. That's exactly what they did. Both of those guys are special. They could have easily went down there and said, yeah, let's uh, let's go and, and get a field goal here and tie it up. After, after Justin Tucker kicked a field goal to go up 38, I believe it was 38-35. And, and what did they do? Man, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna go win this game, and that's exactly what they did. And I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed from from what I saw from Tua. I like their grit, the way the way they fought. Yeah, Tua over Mac. It's a fair discussion. It's a fair discussion, man. It's obviously not um, a foregone conclusion on either side, in my opinion. Obviously, Mac is four and zero against. I mean, Tua is four and zero against Belichick. Over the last two years, right, we got our guy Dustin in here. Yo, yo, what's going on, brother? How you doing, man? What's going on, man? How are you? How are you? Uh, all as well, all as well, man. Thanks for pulling up, stopping by. You ain't gonna. I'm. I'm. I apologize. You ain't gonna see me very well, man. I'm outside, so. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Um, yeah, for the listeners again, this is a one third of the fights unwrap podcast. Dustin Hunt um, with Unwrap Sports Network. I was just talking about the Dolphins and and this Ravens game. I, I know you, you've seen the highlights and, and seen some things about it. What's your thoughts on the game? What's your thoughts on what you saw from Tua Tagovailoa and this Dolphins team? Um, I agree with a lot of the sentiment from a lot of people where they said the Ravens didn't manage the game very well in the fourth quarter, which they didn't. I mean, when it comes to a 14-35 to 35 lead, I mean – there are certain things you got to do as a coach. There's certain things you got to do as a player to understand what your scheme is. And I can tell you right now that losing that type of lead and that close of a game, not close of a game, but that wide of a game, and letting them come back as fast as they did wasn't good. But at the same time, you also have to give Tua his flowers, man, because at the end of the day, I know, I know the Ravens made mistakes, but if a team doesn't make mistakes – you can't win the ball game. I mean, that is what it is. And Tua got the chance to win the ball game, and he won the ball game. I mean, we're talking this dude. He had Jalen Waddle, which was highly underrated, coming to the fantasy, by the way. And then he had Tyree Kill. They're a fast offense. The Ravens slipped up, let him come back. I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, people can blame it on the Ravens all they want, but the Dolphins had to win the ball game. They had to come back. They had to play well on D for a little bit, get some stops, get some transitions. So therefore, I mean, as much as you can blame it on the Ravens, I honestly can also give it to the Dolphins of being super, super crazy on offense after the first half mistakes. And what Tua did in the first half, he came back looking like an MVP. I mean, the way he played and Jalen Waddle made some plays. He made a play in the end zone, by the way, that last touchdown. Yeah. He was not supposed to catch that. The secondary had him covered. He grabbed over a dude's head. And, you know, it just speaks to the talent of the, the Dolphins. And they really have a lot of a lot of athletic talent on that offense, man. And that defense performs just a little well. You know, it is what it is. Not like <laughs> like I said, man, I play fantasy football. And I'll tell you what, I had Lamar Jackson and Jalen Waddle. Oh, man. So you tell me, bro. I mean, I'm happy as can be. 
I didn't really care who lost that game because both of them just ate. Both of them just ate. But at the same time, as much as people like to blame it on the Ravens for not managing the game well enough in the fourth quarter, you also got to give it to Tua and the Dolphins for being probably one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL to do what they did right there. That 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 was insane. It was really insane, no matter which way you spell it. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Because we we know how explosive Tyreek is. We know how explosive Jalen Waddle is. Um, two great points that you made. And it just came down to number one uh, on the center. Can he be able to get the football to those guys efficiently, accurately, and, and, and when it counts? And and that's exactly what he did. And those guys are motivated. I think all I think definitely Tyreek is motivated because for a fact, people are going to say he, he can't do it without Patrick Mahomes. They have a new head coach coming in, Mike McDaniel. I know that narrative around is Kyle Shanahan. He was the wizard. He was the guy making all those plays. Everybody talks about his play calling. No one wants to give Mike McDaniel any credit. Now he comes in as being the head coach of the Dolphins, and he's doing a pretty good job. He, they did, he's, doing, they did. he's doing more than a good job. Like, yeah. Dude, this, this dude is balling, bro. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this, this dude's balling. Yeah, he's balling. I can't wait to see their matchup against Buffalo. That's definitely going to be the most anticipated game um, in a very long time. That, that's going. Is. That's going to ruin the. That's going to ruin the Bills. That's going to ruin the Dolphins' confidence. I'm going to say that right now because that, that so, Bills okay. team. I don't think I've ever seen a team in the NFL like I've seen now. The Bills look like they're ready to just blow out the entire league. I. I I haven't seen a team that dominant in a really long time, man. They look like Alabama in college. Like, yeah. they, they look bad. Bro. Like, when it comes to, like, I'm just watching these plays. I'm just watching these tapes from these games. And Buffalo looks nasty, man. Like, I wouldn't want to play them any week. I don't give a shit what week it is, away, home. Buffalo looks completely nasty. I don't know who's going to come up against that but the dolphins they might get their confidence knocked down a little bit so i'm a little bit nervous about that game for real yeah, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a great game definitely want to see how, how mike mcdaniel his play calling fares up against uh two defensive minds leslie frazier defensive coordinator and obviously the head coach and sean mcdermott that's that, I, I can't wait for that one just because all the talent on on each team uh, that, i feel like that that's going to be a great game they got to try to make that a, a nationally televised game a primetime game for sure is, a is the dolphins defense, is the dolphins defense gonna hold up man i mean are they gonna hold up enough because like i think i think they're the bills a little bit smarter man when it comes to that clock management when they get that blowout i think they're gonna be a little bit smarter so it's 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 gonna be a problem if they separate if they separate the score by two possessions i think it's gonna be a lot harder for the Dolphins to come back on the Bills because I think they're well coached and both sides of the ball are well coached. It's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. I'm scared for the Dolphins, man, because they got so much confidence and now they're gonna have to face this. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. <laughs> yeah. The Bills look like they're about to run over the league. Yeah, they're they're a powerhouse, no doubt about it. I mean, the way they played these first two weeks of the season has been very impressive. And it, you know, it's not just against, you know, just some lower lower level type teams i mean the vikings i mean um the, the, the titans you know they're, they're not what they were of years past but you know they're still well coached and they still have a you know a pretty 40, solid run 41 to 7 41 to 7 yeah exactly that, i mean that's that, that's that's that's, that's a that's a <laughs> that's a 30 something point spread man that's crazy that's <laughs> crazy 
as I said, all right, we got some comments here. Um, this is talking about the uh, tour right here. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Chris, run fast, fast, run, too predictable. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a little predictable. Um, I believe you was talking about the Ravens. Isn't that how the Ravens are built? Yeah, but it's, it's tough to stop because their quarterback is so electric and you just can't game plan against that every single week. You can't. There's no guy. You have to put a wide receiver as a practice squad player to play as a quarterback. To, when, you, when you have when you have a three when you have a three touchdown lead, bro, you gotta manage it. <clears throat> so the the people that are mad at the Ravens coaching staff, I really can't tell them they're wrong. I really can't tell them they're wrong because they should have slowed the game down. I mean, that's at any sport, any sport you could talk about, like hockey. You have a four, you have a four one lead. Dude, you should be slowing the game down. Like, I can talk about a bunch of sports that you need to slow the game down once you have a big lead. And the Ravens didn't do it. And they are shocking value. They are, though. The Ravens are quick scoring, and that's how they are. And it's 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 kind of it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird to say that they should have done something different, but at the same time, they are they obviously paid for it. They paid for not not slowing the game down. And that, that is what it is. Yes. Yes, they did. All right. Um, I still think they're going to be fine because that division, based on what I've seen from Cincinnati, and we're about to nah. this transition they're, right they're gonna, into. They're going to win that division. They're yeah, going to yeah. win that division, man. I'm, I love the Cleveland Browns, and I love them to death, but we ain't enough for the Ravens. Um, I think we could beat the Bengals, but when it comes to the Ravens, we're, we're not enough for the Ravens. I'm going to say that right now. That The defense gave up touchdowns to – Baker Mayfield and it's it's the Robbie Anderson. It, it's not going to happen when it comes to the when it comes to the Ravens. They're going to beat Cleveland, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it was two to none when it comes to those divisional matchups. So they're they're probably going to win the division. Uh, Bengals have zero off offensive line, bro. Joe Burrow's over there getting killed. Man, there there's there's nothing can do about it. You know, people want to say that Joe Burrow's not showing up this year. I mean, dude, it's hard to show up when when you're. <laughs> When you're you you don't run a four four, and you're getting you're getting your head knocked off, or you're getting pressure, you can't go through your reads. You can't get you can't even he can't even go to his hot route. He can't even do that because he's scared to death. So nothing, nothing. You can't do anything. Man. We'll see. We will see. Uh, transition right right into your squad, Jets, Browns. Just take me through when you're watching the game. Just take me through what, what, what was your what was your mindset in that in that last? Yeah, I want to say a minute twenty. When they, you know, when they they knocked in two touchdowns to, to get the lead. Like I said, dude, the Browns defense is gonna do what the Browns defense does. I don't know what to tell anybody because we're supposed to have a good defense. I I don't see it. Um, Garrett Wilson destroyed again. Special. That that dude's a problem. I know because I've already cleaned him off the waiver wire. <laughs> um, when it comes to the Browns. Nick Chubb is right in the fact that he shouldn't have scored that third touchdown. He should have got down and he should have wasted the clock. He scored at two minutes. And but at the same time, I don't blame Nick Chubb. Because it's like just because that we were only up by a certain amount at this certain time, there's four quarters in a football game. Like the Browns should have blew him out. They should have blew him out, but they were letting him creep back in. Joe Flacco, Garrett Wilson, they had no business coming back like that had no business we should have won that game easy and it's the fact that the browns defense is going to do what the browns defense does they let up big plays i don't know what's the i don't know what's the fancy coaching 
I don't know what the DC is coaching, but at the same time, we can't let up quick scores. When you're when you're down by two touchdowns, when you're when not down, but when you're up by two touchdowns, you need to limit, you know, the 50 yard plays. You need to limit the 40 yard plays. You need to limit the 20 yard runs. And it comes to a point where the Browns seem like when it gets to the crunch time of us trying to secure a win, our secondary just goes to sleep. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all because, but we do, man, we, we just give it up and the Browns, the Browns are better than that too. And it doesn't help that Brissett threw that stupid interception. Terrible, terrible interception. Terrible interception, but he's a, he's, he's a backup and that's what we expect him to be. He's just there to fill in a spot. Right. So we'll see, we'll see if we manage to win the rest of the year, but. My hopes haven't been high the whole year. I knew Deshaun Watson was going to get suspended most of the year, so I'm not, I'm not out there. But it's to a certain point where the we deserve to lose when it comes to it. I mean, when I when I look back at it, I'm just like, we had the game one. You guys, you guys gave it up. You guys completely gave it up, and you shouldn't have let the big plays happen. You shouldn't have let certain things happen. And I wish I could be mad, man, but this is what I expected. To be real. It was just – I really just thought you guys had that one in the back, like like, you're, like you said. It's similar to the Ravens, the Ravens situation, and you're completely right. You just have to find ways to to chew up the clock. And you guys, both teams, Ravens and the Browns, respectively, have that type of identity where they could just run the clock out because they have a really good run game. So you would think it would just be that easy. But uh, I just felt like they got a little too conservative. Should, should Nick Chubb have, have a, you know slid and let the clock go out? Yeah, but I mean, but also you should also expect the defense to at least get one stop. I don't. I don't blame him for that though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I just don't blame him for it. He scored. I mean, it is what it is. We, we took a we took a lead. Like, right. Like it. it like you're up by two touchdowns. Yeah. You think it's what you know with a minute something like you think it's over. You're not thinking you know they're gonna come back and score two more touchdowns. And, we and we, we should that. we we should be good enough to stop Joe Flacco. And it Super is what it not. is. Exactly. We should be good enough to share. If we can't, then we deserved it. We deserved yeah. it. We deserved the L. Yeah, so I, I, I wish I could say I'm mad at it, man, but I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely a tough game, and I feel like it was it was right there. You go, go up 2-0. Uh, Connie and I we were looking at the schedule before the season started. We we're like, oh, no, that's the, you know, and this is what I and this is what I say. It's like when we when we do those win loss win loss games before the season starts, and we assume this team's going to beat this team. I'm just like, yeah, it's, you know, any given Sunday, it's a cliche we'll phrase, see. but it's so real. And you just don't know. You just don't know. You, you assume, oh yeah, Jets, Jets, Browns. Yeah. Even though, yeah, Brissett's in there, they're going to give it to Chubb. Miles Garrett should have like, a hat trick on Flacco, this, this, and that. And and then we get what we had on, on Sunday. It's insane. It's crazy what happens in the NFL, man. Too much, too much talent on the field, too much talent on the field. To sit there and act like you're just gonna win a game. I mean, you guys got. I mean, people got to realize these are still pro athletes, man. These, these yes. are still guys who are very good. And when it comes to teams underperforming against teams they should beat, in my opinion, that comes to, hey, dude. I mean, you, you shouldn't be walking on the field act like you're gonna beat anybody. You should be. You should be focused. You should be playing hard, just like you would against you know the defending Super Bowl champions or whatever team you think that's gonna be a challenge for you. And it, just like it says, the Browns should have blew them out. Yeah. It should have been. It should have been a thirty. It should have been like a twenty-point blowout. But you know, of course, it is what it is, man. They're, I know the Browns. I know the Browns too well. 
I'm telling you, I'm not, they're 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 too comfortable. And Stefanski, I don't know what the hell he's doing, but dude, that's a game you can't give up, dude. It's just we we should have won the game. It's a game we couldn't give, and we gave it. So when it comes to the rest of the season, I mean, it's it's looking pretty bleak because if you gave that game up to the Jets, I could only damn near just imagine what game we're gonna give up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what game are we going to give up other than that? So, uh, I mean, again, it is what it is. It's NFL, and you got to play to the whistle. <laughs> you got to play to that fourth quarter is over. I mean, it's, that's just how it goes. Ask ask Lamar Jackson. I mean, sure. I, ask a lot of people. Ask the Giants. I mean, the yeah. Giants came back and won. Dude, ask any NFL team. You cannot slack on the NFL. You can't. You cannot. You cannot. Um Another team you can't sleep on, and it looks like they've they found this new confidence ever since being on Hard Knocks, and, and obviously they have a guy with, with so much energy at the head coaching position is Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions. They've oh, bro, that team's looking solid, man. Yeah, that yeah, team they, is looking good. Yeah, they look they look really good. They did a great job at home against the Commanders. They were up they were up early too, and the Commanders started to sneak back in there. DeAndre Swift. Uh, really good, really good running back. I think he's exactly what they needed. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for the majority of the season. I think I'm actually, gonna, yeah, I'm pretty salty. I didn't draft DeAndre Swift. I'm highly salty. I didn't do that. I didn't. I didn't oh, see that coming, bro. Yeah, he, yeah. They, they, they do a great job of uh, of utilizing him, using him. He's there right now. Him and Amon Rossi Brown are their are their best players on offense and. I just like this team, man. I'm a fan of the team. I, you know, I watch them at hard, at hard knocks. They just, they have a, they just have a new confidence. They have a new energy. I just, they, they, they're not looking at the lines of the past. They're trying to create something new um, for today and going forward. And I like that mindset. And again, it starts with, with Dan Campbell. Uh, we got some comments here. Motor City, we got Connie here. Motor City, Dan. Yeah, <laughs> shout out Pat Bagby here. Bro, I like, I like. Honestly, when it comes to that coach, the reason I like the Lions right now, just looking at their, uh, looking at their, looking at their team from the outside, is the fact that they, I think they really love the coach, and I think that that team is really bought into a system. They're bought into playing hard, and to be honest with you, dude, that's that's one of the most important things in football, and that that just is what it is. And that that team is cool, and then they're steady in a game plan. And they're obviously they're good with the run. Jared Goff just pretty much has to play a little bit above average for them to to win football games. And it's I like I said I agree with you, man. I love the team. Just looking at the coach and how energetic how energetic he is, and just how how much passion he has for his job. I'm telling you, like coaches like that, they make players want to want to just go out and run through a wall for him. So again. <clears throat> I'm I'm very excited for that team because I think they're going to be good, and the Vikings they just showed some real bad signs. I'm gonna be real, so yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be weird. Yeah, people. I mean, people were saying you know, Lions seven wins. I, I was a little, I was a little skeptical about it. I mean, it, that still remains to be seen. They're one and one right now. They could have easily beat. I believe they played the Jaguars week one. They could have won that game. Um, just some things got out of hand, but. Yeah, they did a great they did a great job um on, on Sunday. Their 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 number two draft pick, Aiden Hutchinson, had a hat trick with three sacks on, on Carson Wentz. Yeah, I just think they have really good players in the right spots that are very important. They have a really good running back. 
They have a really good pass rusher. I think Aiden Hutchinson's a dog, man. Yeah, he's a he's a dog. He's a dog. He's a and, dog, bro. And he, he, he pretty much stayed right there in Michigan, um, going going to the University of Michigan and everything he did there uh, for those three years. And, and now he's and I hate player. Michigan. I hate Michigan. Anybody yeah, knows I'm an Ohio State <laughs> fan. I hate Michigan, right. and I will still admit it. Even when in, in Hutchinson was at Miss Michigan, dude, I was scared to death of that man, bro. Aiden Hutchinson's a fucking monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 reminds he reminds me a lot of the two Ohio State guys that that you guys had and the Bosa brothers. I mean, they, they're just they just get to that quarterback and they're they're relentless. They don't give up. They have underrated pass rush moves to get to the quarterback. Uh, he, he's elite. I think he's going to be really good for years to come. Everybody was shocked when the Jaguars went with Walker over Hutchinson, and, and and right now, I mean, the man has three sacks in, in two in his first two games. In the NFL, so hey, can uh, I can I tell you something though? You know what a, yeah. a really forgotten Ohio State pass rusher is? Is Hubbard for Cincinnati? Yes, yes, underrated. Hubbard, underrated. Hubbard was Hubbard was Joey Bosa's backup. I mean, I tell you right now, when Joey Joey Bosa got suspended when he got kicked out of a game, hey, bro, Hubbard was doing his thing. A lot of people forget about Hubbard in Ohio State. Hubbard was a beast. Yeah, he was a beast. good. He was just. He couldn't get past the, you know, the Chase Youngs. He couldn't like he's not as big as a name as a couple of the passers, but Hubbard was a monster Ohio State. Yeah. So if really I was good. gonna tell anybody, hey, that's that's one of the most underrated Ohio State pass rushers. Uh Christian Christian said you hate you hate uh USC more than uh than Michigan. Is that true? No, no, I don't actually. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I root against <laughs> USC is because I'm about to I want to depress Christian. That's about the only reason it's depressing. Any, 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 any option I get to talk shit to Christian is, is obviously I'm taking it. That just is how it is. I'm <laughs> toxic. I'm toxic. When it comes to Christian, I'm toxic as hell. <laughs> 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 I'll talk, I'll talk couple, shit to him just to talk shit to him. We got a couple of uh, Christian again. Uh, speaking of Christian, you got some more comments about your Browns before we move on to the, uh, to the next game. Browns are going to give the Texans a top 10 pick and they'll get Bryce Young. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? They might, but they already got a good one, dude. Dude, Mills is good. Solid. Solid. Yeah. Mills is great. Honestly, if I was the Texans, I'd give that dude a look. For real. He might be the Dak Prescott of the Texans. Yeah, he's Man, yeah, he's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. Not not a lot around him right now. I mean, they got Brandon Brandon Cooks is really is really good, but in terms of running game, it's not there. Defense is, is questionable. So it's tough to really assess him um, you know, all the way, but yeah, he's 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 played well. He's done pretty well for the given the circumstance. Honestly, I don't trust sure. the, the Texans with a top ten pick for the life of me. So <laughs> you you couldn't tell me nothing because when I when I when I look back at their history, they've had some great players, man, and bro, they've just gotten for some reason they couldn't get nowhere. Even with Deshaun Watson, they were losing the playoffs. They had the Chiefs down by like twenty. I mean, it it is what it is. I, I don't know about the Texans, man. They they always strike me as a team who can't do it. So just like the Browns, about the same shit. So yeah, Texans, they had some really, they had some really good teams. Um, and the, I think the 2010s era with Arian Foster, Owen Daniels, um, they had Andre Johnson. Johnson, Andre Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. They had some, bro. They, they, they had, had some, some great teams. teams. Bengals yeah. had some good teams too. Yes. And they, yes. They, just, they just couldn't do it, bro. They, they just, just couldn't, couldn't do it. it. They just couldn't do it. I, I always, I always say that about the Bengals. It's like, they were never, you know, like, you know, poverty. They were always they had they had a lot of talent. Ocho Cinco, 
Benson, Cedric Benson, obviously Carson Palmer as well. It's uh, Hooch Manzada. They always had some. They always had some good guys in there, and they just they just could never. They they uh, couldn't do it. Out. Yeah, they just couldn't, they couldn't do, it. do it. They couldn't do it, man. Um, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, I think, wasn't the right. He was yeah, for too long. In his prime, he was better than average, but he wasn't enough to win a championship, especially in the same conference as Tom Brady. I mean, it's you know, it's, it is what it is. At that, right? I mean, the Ravens still had their defense. The Ravens still had a great team. There was just there was plenty of problems when it came with the Bengals. They it, they were good at the wrong time, if I could right. say that. I guess. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, let's talk about uh, another team that just has been confusing these first two weeks, to, to say the least. They and, and week one, they had the tie against the Texans, where I, I thought they should have easily got that one done. Uh, I just felt like they were the better team, and they weren't able to get it done. And then this week, we know the history against uh, when they when they go to Jacksonville. I believe now they're 0-8 against Jacksonville um, over the last few years. Sunday was Sunday was completely no different. They completely get shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think Trevor Lawrence had his best game of his career, his young career. Remind, me, remind, me, remind me who we were talking about. I, I know Jacksonville oh. shut out somebody. Jack, Jackson, the Colts. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's Matt Ryan. <laughs> it's Matt Ryan, dude. I forgot all about that. Matt <laughs> Ryan. I, I don't know. I, he frustrates the shit out of me. I can't stand Matt Ryan. Because... <laughs> I don't like the Patriots. I'm sorry, you're a Patriots fan. I, I still don't understand. You know what's funny, dude? I'll never forget it. At halftime at that Super Bowl, I told my buddy exactly what the Patriots were gonna do to win, and they fucking did it. I'll never, I'll never forget it. I mapped out the entire second half for him of what the Patriots are gonna do to win the ball game, and they fucking did it. I'm so mad. I thought the I thought the Falcons are gonna be smarter than that. And they just weren't. But when it comes to Matt Ryan, dude, when he went to the Colts, everybody was excited and the people were drafting him and fantasy and all that shit. I'm just like, look, bro, he's not as what he is advertised, man. He had one great year. And it just – he's not bad. I mean, I'm not going to say he is lesser than Carson Wentz. I, honestly, I don't. I think they're both on a level playing field. Even though Matt Ryan got an MVP, I know people are going to bring that up. But other than that, Matt Ryan, dude, I just – I can't get with them. And then people are telling me they're going to win the AFC uh, South. I mean, no, no, the hell they're not. No, the hell they're not. I'd give the Texans, even with Jonathan Taylor. And it really kills me. Even with Jonathan Taylor, one of the best backs in the league. I, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, I'm just – it's it's crazy. And the defense is supposed to be good. Their offensive line is good, too. The Colts' offense line is great. So, like, I'm sitting over here, and I'm thinking, how the fuck do you lose with that, being a veteran quarterback? You got to tell me. You got to tell me, is Jacksonville's defense that good to shut out Matt Ryan and that, that cold offense? Uh, I, I don't know. It's just something about Jacksonville. It's just something about the Colts when they go to Jacksonville. They just – I don't know I don't know what happens. I don't know if, they, if they're hanging out a little bit too late on Saturday night and they, they, go, they go into the game on Sunday and – Bro, I've been I, to Jacksonville. It's not that impressive. Yeah, that's, that's, I, say, I don't know what it is. Like they just go in there and they always just play so lackadaisical. If you go, if you go and play the Miami Dolphins, I understand. Right, <laughs> it's Miami. Exactly. Jacksonville. I'm sorry, I don't give a shit. Anybody says Jacksonville is not that impressive. I've been there. 
and I've done that. It's it's not impressive. I don't know why people. Ah, uh, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how they get shut out. Yeah. I don't know what their OC was doing. I don't know. The defensive coordinator led up what twenty four points. I mean, the average in the NFL is to let up about twenty. I mean, the yes. real if you let up twenty points, you should win a football game. In the NFL, let's be real. So letting up 21 points isn't exactly the worst thing you could do in a four-quarter football game. It is what it score, is. But when you score zero. When you get <laughs> shut out in the NFL, right. bro, that's embarrassing. It is. It's, it especially is. with Matt Ryan and Jonathan Taylor. They're, they're, there's no reason. And it's just, dude, that, that gets a mystery to me. Now, hats off to the Jacksonville Jaguars, bro. I ain't going to take shit away from you. You guys, you guys probably had a good game plan. You neutralized them, but at the same time, Matt Ryan sucked ass, and that—that's exactly how it turns around. Now, that's just, just how they I, just they just have conf- they just have a different they just have a certain confidence when they go up against this team. They don't they don't fear the Colts at all. I and mean, Jacksonville did get better; they got they better they, a little bit. Yeah, Christian Kirk had a great game. Um, uh, on, on Sunday had two touchdowns. Him and Trevor Lawrence really connecting. Uh, um, on Sunday, James Robinson had a had a solid game as well, running the football. That defense, I believe Josh Allen had two sacks um, uh, get, getting in that backfield on, on Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan had two interceptions, so they, they played great. Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winner, Another coach. thing about Trevor yeah. Lawrence, man, I give him a pass. First, first of all, I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm an Ohio State guy, and I can't say I don't got love for Urban Meyer for what he did for Ohio State because we beat Alabama in the national championship game. That That's not national championship. We beat him in the CFP. So he he did a good job at college. Here's the problem. You can't be that fucking toxic in the NFL. You cannot talk to these grown-ass men like they're kids. You cannot sit over there and kick a kicker. He kicked the fuck kicker. He's a joke. He's a joke. In the NFL, in the NFL setting, he's a joke. He's not professional enough. He, he was too used to coaching kids. Right. And kids take that shit, man. They take that little little physical nudge, you know, getting your face mask grabbed and all that bullshit. That don't work in the NFL, man. You don't you don't get to put your hands on nobody. You don't get to you don't get to sit there and cuss them out, spit enough, do nothing. These these are grown ass man. Urban Meyer wasn't for the job, and I'm glad Trevor Lawrence has a new coach, maybe has a good environment, and he's doing well. And I you know I applaud him for it. So therefore, Jacksonville might be a little bit better this year. Yeah, I think so. I think they will be. Doug Peterson is light years better um, as an NFL head coach than Urban Meyer will ever be um, winning the Super Bowl in, in 2017 with, with the Eagles, with a backup quarterback at that. I, I like the situation that the Jaguars are in. They have much more structure. You have to have some – you have a young quarterback. You need you need some structure around him. So he, his confidence could, could be boosted. He can't just continue to have dysfunction around him on top of being the franchise guy and having to do everything. To be honest, on the field. look at his division. Like it's the Titans, it's terrible. I, I felt bad for Derrick Henry because, like I said in the chat earlier, I don't know if you read it, but if you play the Titans, if I'm a DC and I'm preparing for the Titans, I'm putting ten in the box. I'm smacking Derrick Henry and I'm daring that garbage ass quarterback to try to throw 300 yards all day and throw for three touchdowns all day long. All I'm day cool long. with losing to them if if Matt if, if Tannehill decides to throw four touchdowns. I'll lose in that way, but I'm telling you right now, I'm creating a stone wall in front of Derrick Henry. And that's what the Chiefs did. That's what the Chiefs did in the playoffs. Yep. 
they neutralized him. They knew it was going to happen. They were smart. And, you know, unfortunately for fantasy owners, I'm sorry to tell you, but Derrick Henry is going to be getting massacred all year because Tannehill can't throw the damn ball. Yeah, he, can't throw the, he can't throw it at all. And then at least at least when you had A.J. Brown, there was a threat on the outside where it's like, okay, you have to respect him a little bit. But now he's not there. So it, it's going to be a tough year. Yeah, now, now he's in Philly. Now yeah, he's in Philly. He's balling. So, <laughs> yeah. He's balling too. So like I said, dude, I'm telling you, Ain't no respect for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, I got all the respect for King Henry. King Henry is a fucking beast. But it's a problem when they're running, you know, linebacker blitz the entire time. When they're stacking the, they're stacking the box with eight. I don't care how strong you are. When you got four people hanging on to you, ain't shit you can do. You're it is down. what it is. Yep. yep, I agree. And I think the same thing, same thing can be said about Jonathan Taylor, too, if Matt Ryan continues to play like how he's playing. They're just going to load up the box and just – and just live with you know the the mediocre quarterback winning you yeah. a game. We're yeah. gonna live with. It. We're gonna live yeah, with Christian, it. Christian said Urban Meyer is gonna be Nebraska's next head coach. Possibly. That's a problem because Nebraska sucks as it is. I'm I'm telling you right now, Urban Meyer is too goddamn aggressive to deal with a sorry ass team. You don't think they're just gonna it's, throw you know except give him a blank check and just like yeah figure it out. They could. But that's the reason Nebraska sucks. It's because they keep <laughs> doing the same shit. No, Nebraska, if they hire Urban, they're they're fucking weird. Because Urban doesn't deal well with trash. And that is what it is. Urban does not deal well with untalented teams. And I'm telling you, Ohio State was talented. They had Zeke oh, yeah. in his ultimate prime. And that's the reason we really won. If you want to say it, Zeke murdered Oregon. Zeke murdered special, Oregon. Man. He murdered Alabama. That's why we won. He uh, Urban Wells is not going to deal well with trash teams. It's not, especially Nebraska's in the Big Ten. Bro, Ohio State's going to fuck Nebraska up no matter what. Michigan's <laughs> going to fuck Nebraska up, dude. Penn State is probably going to fuck Nebraska up. You got like three to four losses off the rip. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a good team for Urban Meyer to go to. He's not going to survive there. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that, that that would be tough. That'd definitely be a tough rebuild um, if he were to you know take that chance. We got another game here. We got an NFC South showdown between the Buccaneers and the Saints. This has been a, a you know pretty a pretty good rivalry since especially since Brady has has pulled up to to Tampa Bay. This game was was pretty much it was like three three for the majority of the game and yep. Jameis Jameis in the fourth quarter just Jameis being Jameis turned the ball over three interceptions. Just giving the just giving the football back to giving the football back to Tom, and it wasn't like Tom was playing a you know relatively great game because he always struggles against New Orleans, but they just he just had a, a one a couple better drives than than Jameis did. It was able to get a touchdown through a through a dot to Bashad Perryman in, in the back of the end zone, and that was pretty much all she wrote because just like just as good as the Saints defenses, so was Tampa Bay. Tampa, these, these are two of the two of the best defenses. You could obviously Buffalo, Philadelphia too. I think those are, the, and you could throw Dallas in there as well. Uh, there's, you know, two of the five best defenses in the NFL, and and they really balled out on Sunday. They just give they just give Tom Brady so much problems. I, I've never seen Tom Brady rattled like this, um, so consistently against one team. Obviously the Giants Brady, and the Super is, Bowls, but this is different. This, this is his last year. I believe so. Yes, this is last year. Seeing how he's been playing. Dude, this this is his last year. 
Honestly, I was a big – I'm not saying it because I'm a Tom Brady hater because I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't like Tom Brady. When it comes like, I, I respect his greatness. Right. I respect his greatness. I'll never say that he is not great. But at this point in his career, I'm sorry, man. He's he's not the same dude. I don't even know why he came back. He probably should have stayed retired. I think he should have retired when Tampa Bay won the damn Super Bowl. Just, just retire. I don't understand why he didn't. Maybe, maybe he was still pissed about how he lost to Matt Stafford. He might have so. still been pissed about that. I think so. I think it was recently yeah. came back because he went out. He went out looking stupid, in my opinion. Matt Stafford ain't never won shit, and all of a sudden he beats Tom Brady and wins the Super Bowl. I don't think Tom Brady likes that. <laughs> I think that he's super competitive, and he was screaming at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was screaming at the whole team. He he's frustrated, man. He I, I don't know. But this yeah. game, again, it's Jamison. It's, it's Winston, dog. I mean, it's not like he was facing some top-notch offense or he had so much pressure on him because he didn't. It is what it is. This Bucks team is not – not Bucks team, but the Saints aren't good this year. They may have came back and won a game, but they're not good. Chris Olave should have got like three touchdowns. You know why he didn't get touchdowns? Because Jamison Winston missed him. That's it. Olave should have got like three touchdowns this year already, and Jameis Winston just couldn't hit him. He's good. He's good. I think he's going to be good. Um, he's another guy that I, I was a fan of coming out of the draft. He's on Jameis, my bench. He's on my bench. I have him Jameis ready. This is just, yeah, he's just, uh, he's so hit or miss. And, you know, and obviously everybody looks at the 30 for 30 season that he had uh, before he left uh, Tampa Bay. And Ain't no just, excuse for 30 picks. That's him. Dog. Yeah, that's just him. Dirty face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just him. Yeah, he is who he is. He is who he is, man. And, uh, you know, there'll be some games where he looks really good, and then they'll have uh, a game like he had on Sunday where he just throws the game away. I just think he does too much. He tries to do too much. I sometimes think that he's, he thinks that he's better than what he is, and I just I just think he needs to just – he does a terrible job of managing the game, just like what we talked about earlier about some of the other games at the start of the show. He does a terrible job of managing the game. He just forces things too much. And when you have a great defense like that, you don't need to, you know, be a place play hero. You don't play hero ball. You don't have to do all that. Just take, you take, don't. take you the short stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Take the short stuff. Uh, put the football in the hands of the playmakers. Not like he doesn't have any playmakers. Just talked about Olave, rookie season. Michael Thomas is back. Jarvis Landry. I know Kamara was out. But, but still, I mean, you still have enough weapons on the field to where it's like, you don't have to do everything to, to, to make the team go. And I just think that's, that's always been my problem with Jameis uh, ever since he's been in the league. And, and, and that's just going to hurt them going forward um, um, for the saints. If he doesn't clean that up and it's just tough to see him clean it up because he just, he's been doing the same thing over the last, you know, eight years now uh, it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a continued up and down season for new Orleans, despite how special that defense is. So, uh, and and I, to be honest, I'm not I'm not really impressed with what I saw from from Tampa Bay's offense either. Now, obviously, granted, like I said, they they went up against a great uh, defense, but even on even on on the Sunday night football game against Dallas, it just it just wasn't it wasn't impressive. So, uh, yeah. I haven't been paying attention. Is Kamara on the field? Well, Kamara Kamara was out on Sunday, I believe, was uh, with rib injury. Um, he didn't he didn't play, so he he was out he was out for that one, but he did play in uh, in week one. When the hell? So, <laughs> I'm surprised Kamara hasn't been suspended. Not yeah. How the hell? Uh, how the know. hell does he get away with that? 
How the yeah, hell? Get away with that? <laughs> how does he get away with that? Like I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Like I don't, I don't give a fuck what point of view anybody's got. How do you get away with video evidence? I've seen way less. <laughs> get, get, yeah. get kicked. It's crazy how he's playing. It's crazy how he's eligible right now. I, I don't understand how he's not. I don't. I don't get. It. I have no clue. Um, but that's the NFL for you, man. I mean, they pick and choose who they want to, you know, investigate. I on guess. And, and I guess. Things. So. I guess. That's that's how they that's how they move. That's how they move. I'm not surprised. It is it is a good it is definitely a question, but um again, knowing the NFL and seeing how they've done things, I'm not surprised at all. We got Christian here again, man. Appreciate you commenting, bro. Um being active on the show, brother. Thank you. We got they have a big brand enough. Oh, just talking about uh, Nebraska. True, true. They obviously definitely have money. They definitely have the money to you know throw some throw some cash at Urban. And then uh, this is about Brady. Brady's gonna lose his marriage over a nine and eight season. <laughs> yeah, he's he's looking. He's looking, saying, at, bro, looking at those post game press conferences. It's looking rough. He's he's looking. I had I had I had I had a conversation with my best friend, my best friend. We had a conversation about that. And I was like, "Look, dude, you done played in the NFL for twenty two years. It's obvious that your wife is tired of your ass going out and doing it. Like you've already. I mean, there's nothing else. Nothing else he has to achieve." And then my best friend, he came back with, well, that's all he knows. Like, what the fuck do you mean that's all he knows? He he has a contract with Fox waiting right. for, like, the most lucrative deal he could ever get by just talking. I'm just like, it's not all he knows. It's, it, yeah, of course it all. You no, know, I'm saying not saying that. He, it is all he knows. But he obviously has a future in all he knows. So what the hell are you doing selling this field? Like, that that's the way I see it because – if people think the Bucks are winning the Super Bowl this year, you're you're highly mis- you're just mistake. I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I don't know what the hell Tom Brady's doing, man. I, I don't I don't know what he's doing at this point. And if this is a problem, it's calling problems in his personal life. Like, bro, you just need to give it up. <laughs> you just need to give it up. Yeah, I think he's – I'm right with you, man. I think this is his last year. I think he's going to go all out this year and see what happens. I, I, I agree. He really has nothing else left to prove. I know the way they went out last year against against the Rams was definitely one. It was like, damn, like, literally, if we had made just one one play, if we had not blitzed. You lost the play, Super Bowl champion. And to be honest, yeah. it shouldn't have been that close. The only reason yeah. it was that close is because, like, Cooper Cup fumbled. Can't and it's, honestly, it was just mistakes. It was just mistakes. You shouldn't have been close. You should have got blown out. Yes. It was so therefore, and again, though, I can't be a hypocrite. I'm not going to say that just because they made mistakes, Tom Brady didn't have the right to come back. He made his plays. He made what he should have done. And, you know, he really came back and he made it a game. But at the same time, bro, you should have got blown out by 30. And that's that's what should have happened, and it just Sorry. you got kind of lucky that they made mistakes. It w- it was it would have really been embarrassing if they didn't fumble and if they didn't get those turnovers. Yeah, yes, it would have been bad. It was definitely looking ugly um, for the Buccaneers. But you know the the way they look right now, they're they're two and zero. I want to know in the division. I think they're going to win the division. And yeah, probably. I think I think the offense. You know, Mike Evans just got suspended a game for the shove against Marshall Lattimore in the game. He's appealing it. Why does it? Why do Why do Marshawn Lattimore and him keep fighting? 
I swear they, to God, they've been fighting for three years of it, in my opinion. Like they, yeah, they've been they, scrapping for years, bro. Yeah, ever, ever since yeah, ever since he's been in the league, pretty much. Ever since Lattimore got in the league, they just been going it's at it. Been scrapping for years, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they they do not like each other. Um, you know, I think Brady had, I think Brady had, I think Marshawn Lattimore said something to Fournette, and then Brady made a comment, and then tried to walk away, and then Marshawn Lattimore said something to him. He came back. And um, Fournette shoved Lattimore, and then they kind of had a little, they had a little a sh- a shoving match. And then you just see Mike Evans just come in there and just, you know, shoulder check and, and shove Lattimore. He falls to the ground as a big brawl. So, and they both get, they both had got ejected in that game. And then now, well, comes out Mike, says, Evans uh, got, Mike Evans got suspended. So, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he, he's the one that's really got punished. I mean, really look at it. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he lost the game. Uh, he's going to appeal. We'll see what happens. Knowing the NFL, they're, I, I doubt they're going to rescind that. They're, they're gonna... He ain't going to appeal one game. He's, he's going to sit his ass out for that one game. He, he's not coming back from that, bro. Uh, yeah, that's, it, just, that's, just a, that's just a promise. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Like I said, the NFL, they're, they're going to they're gonna keep him. They're going to keep him suspended for sure. Um, next game we got here is the Giants and the Panthers. Giants are two and zero. Their defense defense is really good. Defense has played well. I, I got to give them credit. Granted, they haven't played against a top level quarterback yet. Um, so far, they went up against Tannehill, and then they went up against Baker Mayfield. So, not you know, not quarterbacks that are really elite at all <laughs> by any means. But they're getting the job done. They're playing some complimentary football, playing good defense, running the football. I think. Daniel Jones is just playing well enough. He's going to have to play better against some of these top-level teams in the AFC, like a team that's in their division, like the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they play Dallas next week. Cooper Rush is not elite, but I, I feel like he's going to have to make um, he's going to have to make a lot of plays in that game in order for them to win. Because right now, those teams look very similar to me, and and in their identity of of, of trying to win. Uh, he made a big play on, on fourth down. Uh, in that game, I believe it was fourth or third down, um, running the football, getting the first down, pretty much uh, closing the game and, and and getting that W for the Giants. Baker Mayfield, I, I'm just he's uh I just he's just he's just an average quarterback. He's an average quarterback to me. Um, I, I pretty much saw what I needed to see in in Cleveland for me to pretty much come up with that uh, summary about his game. He's you know I like I like his attitude. He has a good he has a good attitude um, in terms in terms of the game. And things like that. He brings a different type. I don't of know, energy. man. People, people can argue with me about that for years, bro. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, he's you know, he's he's different. You know, he's different. He's different. He's not your you know typical you know just political type guy. Just kind of just says the right things at, at the podium and things like that. He's different. He's a wild card when it comes to that. But on the field, he's he's average. He's very average. Uh, he doesn't do enough to to wow you. And I think that's why ultimately the, the Browns, uh, your, your squad, just felt like, you know, you want, we wanted to go get a guy where we felt like we could win a championship with. And granted, whatever he did off the field, he's still, um, you know, uh, very talented. And, um, you know, they, they feel like they have a chance. When it comes to Baker Mayfield, man, I just had a bunch of people arguing with me, man. It's it's not from the outside base, too. It's from the Cleveland base. Like they're acting like Baker Mayfield could do this and he could do that. And I was like, look, dude, if he could do that, we had a prime – we had a prime time to beat the Chiefs. We could have beat the Chiefs. 
Yeah, if he was gets, that dude, Holmes gets knocked out in the game. You got Chad Hitty in there. Easily should have won if, that one. If, if he was that dude, we would have won the. We would have won that game. We would have went and faced. Uh, I believe it was Burrow, not Burrow. Buffalo. We wouldn't have faced Buffalo. Now probably now would we have lost? Maybe. I mean, that's a good. It's a good uh, assumption that we probably would have. But it's like if he's that dude, we would have got past the Chiefs. At least. At least. So, therefore, when people keep – like, honestly, a lot of people in Cleveland can't tell me because I was a Baker hater from the start. Never liked Baker. And, like, uh, he did some good things, man. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, he, he was decent. Like, he was decent. But I've seen him fall apart too many times. Like, in the first week against the Chiefs – Last season, we should have won. We should have won. There, there was, there was no, there was no reason we shouldn't have won. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sitting over here, and I'm like, I understand Nick Chubb fumbled the football like he shouldn't have, and I get. It. Like he, honestly, I will say that Nick Chubb kind of fucked up that game. I will never say he didn't, but at the end of the day, that was a game to be won. We were up by two scores. I mean, we should have won. Baker Mayfield is completely average, man. Like he's yeah. he's he's not somebody that's going to bring you up the hill. And when it comes to the Panthers, everybody was acting like he was going to be like this saving grace for the Panthers. I'm just like, off of what pretense? Right. <laughs> Honestly, from what I've seen from the NFL this year, and I'm 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 sorry to say it, but a lot of running backs ain't getting 16 to 17 carries, man. It's not happening right now. It's not happening. Only one I've seen, I seen. I think the last one I've seen get twenty-one carries. Man, I can't. I can't think of the last the last running back to get over twenty carries. But it happened yeah. this year. But it was only one. I know. I know Taylor had like thirty in the week one. Exactly. So there's yeah. only a few running backs who really get that type of work. And they they weren't even getting to CMC. Like he was lucky to get sixteen, or like like thirteen. As a matter of fact. So I'm just yes. like I don't I don't know what y'all I don't know what people are coming up with. The fact that Baker was going to be so successful in the Panthers, their defense ain't ready. Like the, there's plenty of offense they're going to kill them this year. It's it's I don't understand what people are talking about. Yeah, I never yeah, I never thought he was going to be the savior uh, of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, look, look what they traded for. They got him pretty much what well like six weeks out of the regular season. Uh, that that's a guy that you feel like you know could change your franchise. You pick him up right after the season, you know, pretty much yeah, after yeah. everything went down. So uh, they got a fifth round, a fifth round pick for him, or a conditional fifth or something like that. So um, I would not be surprised if we see Darnold in there at some point again. Uh, he's really going to be in there. Yeah. He's going to be in there. I'll tell you right now, he's he's going to start a few games this year. I'll yeah, tell you that right. I, I just, I just uh, that, that that quarterback situation. I mean, has has been very very weird. Very weird in, in Carolina post post camp. Say what you want about Cam, but he did bring some type of stability there uh, when he was healthy. And uh, uh, but now you know it's definitely it's, it's look it's looking tough. It's looking tough for for Carolina and McCaffrey. He's in his prime. He can't stay healthy. He's you know he's he's a guy, and that's probably why he's only getting sixteen seven you know sixteen rushes because they're just afraid if they give it to him thirty you know twenty five to thirty times, it's, he's just going to wear down. Okay, uh, but what's the, what's the difference? What's the difference? You lose a game or you don't. 
I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you. Are you going to preserve a running back for two more years? You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're going to try to preserve a running back? Everybody knows running backs get dialed down in their fifth or sixth year. If you're scared that Christian McCaffrey might get hurt, I don't know what to say because it's like you can only – the only way you're going to know is if you give him the ball. <laughs> it is exactly. what it is. It is exactly. what it is. You cannot be scared that a player is going to get injured. I mean, you can't do that, especially when you've revolved the offense around him. I mean, they got I, DJ. I mean, it, yeah, DJ Moore is good. He's. I feel bad for him, man. He uh, he kind of reminds me of like D Hop. You know, D Hop in those Texan days where they just couldn't find a quarterback before Deshaun got there, and he was just putting up a thousand yards. He was getting underrated. Nobody was talking about him. And then as soon as they got a, you know some stability at quarterback, you start to see how really how good he really was. I feel like DJ Moore is kind of in that same category right now in, in Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I just again, I just I just don't see what 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 the, what the hype is with with Baker in terms of that. I know, I know what he is. I feel like they need to give McCaffrey the ball just some some more. Why why not? I mean, if he's your best player, he needs to get the ball as much as possible. It doesn't always have to be running between the tackles either. I mean, he he has an ability to receive, catch the he football can catch. off the backfield. Yeah, he can play some slot. He can do some things like that. I just feel like they need to be more creative in how they give him the football. He can he can he can run wheel. He can one he can uh run wheel routes. Yeah, he can run the real route, the Texas route, all those. He can, yeah, he can run all those type of routes. I mean, obviously, his pops is a wide receiver in the NFL, so. Um, he's gifted like that. So, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what's up with them. I mean, they're, they're barely, they're barely getting 20 points. Um, so that's why they're losing. That's why they're losing exactly. because they, 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 they're not, and I get it, man. You could have a fear that someone's going to injure it, but what is the, what is the, what is the, uh, the real thing of fearing if someone's going to injure if you're losing anyway, exactly. You know, like, are you, I mean, I can understand the sentiment of looking out for his health, at the same point, you're paying this man. Exactly. You're paying this man to perform. And if you're not putting him in the position to perform, you're wasting money. And it's like, you, you can't be scared someone's going to get hurt. That doesn't even make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense to me. So whatever Matt Rule's doing, I mean, he's doing it wrong. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just doing it wrong. Now, I don't yeah. understand the sentiment of uh, being scared of him getting hurt. Because that's every player. It's every play in the NFL. You're scared. Yeah, Everybody's gonna get it's hurt. It's a violent game, exactly. It's gonna anything could happen. Anything could happen. I here, really here. doubt uh, Matt Rue will be there after next season. I, I'd be shocked if he was no. the coach there. I think they need to. And here's a problem though with with poor yeah. franchises in the NFL. Though this is what I hate though, is that they they try to hire a new head coach. They try to hire new GMs, and their problem is, in my opinion, like I said in the chat earlier, is that you have no direction. You don't know where the team's going. You don't know what you want to build. You don't know what systems you're going to run. You don't know what type of personnel you want. So you can hire a new coach and you can hire a new GM personnel and they can sell you on this stupid dream. But if you're not sticking to your shit, if you're not drafting correctly, if you're not looking for the right players, you're going to lose. And you're going to fire the coach two years later. And it's like... If you're going to hire somebody, if you're going to hire a new GM or a new, if you're going to sell the team, get a new owner, you have to understand that there, there's a process in doing it. And when it comes to Carolina, like I just, I'm just looking at them right now. They, they ain't got no process. Yep. They, they go crazy for Sam Darnold. They trade a second, the second round. 
think he's going to be the savior of the franchise, which obviously ain't fucking true. So it, it just comes to a point where it, it comes to team management. What, what do you what do you want to do with the future? Because this is how teams win championships. When you plan for years ahead. And that they aren't. They aren't. That's why the Panthers are going to keep getting their ass whooped. I mean, they're going to keep being a bad team. It is what it is. I, I completely agree. And then for the Giants standpoint, I think it's uh I, I think it's good. They're they're two and zero right now. They're playing with some confidence. Again, you know, two teams, they, they went up against, you know, two two quarterbacks that aren't aren't the best by by any means. But I think for this regime and you, you and what you talked about um with the Panthers in terms of establishing identity, knowing, you know, knowing who you are when you get the get the head coach in there, when you get the GM in there, I think they're doing pretty solid right now. Uh, they know they want to give Saquon the rock. That's what we want to do. We want to give Saquon. Saquon just got to stay healthy. Yes, he just got to stay healthy, and they're fine. If he stays exactly. healthy, they're good. And he says exactly. they're I think the defense the defense has has played well. Um, and I, I, again, you know, they, they we'll see what, we'll see how they play against against Dallas um, next week. Uh, we got the Patriots and the Steelers. Uh, Connie and I squad. For me, for the Patriots, I was I wasn't really impressed uh, by by the win. They got it done. They went up against Trubisky. Trubisky's not, you know, he's he's an average quarterback. He's not that good. Uh, from the from the offensive perspective for for New England, I just felt like they they left a lot of drives out there on the field because of penalties, um, which really hurt them. They would drive down the field and then there would just be a holding call or or um, a false start or things like that. And I just feel like New England's offense is not good enough to convert third and longs because they don't have, one they don't have elite outside threats on the outside to make those type of plays and then um we just and and i think the jury's still out on mac in my opinion you know i was you know i was really high on mac last year i think he did a good job for what he was given as a rookie but now it's year two now and you you expect a little bit more some things that i've seen um over these first two weeks i just feel like his mechanics a little bit has been shot um he doesn't look as clean in, in the pocket like like kind of what we saw last year Honestly, the, the play the play of the game was uh, the Aguilar catch on, on third and three before the half. I mean, that, that was that was the, the big play of the game for them, and that, that was the turning point. They definitely had some opportunities, but it was a good win. Not overly impressed. Again, they're going up against Trubisky, who's a who's a mid average quarterback. I think the defense is solid. They, they got they got some stops here and there. They got some some key stops, but they also were giving up a lot of third downs, a third down and longs as well. In certain moments where it looked like 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 what are we doing? Um, so yeah, good win, but not you know not overly joyed about it. They go up against the, the Ravens next week, and that that could be a that could be a nasty game just based off how the Ravens folded that game against Miami. So they want to come out and whoever they got on the schedule next, they want to come out and play better in this. I think that's they, they see New England. That should be a very interesting game for for both teams next week. So uh, yeah, what, what was your thoughts on this one? In my opinion, the Steelers are showing me a very scary thing that I haven't seen from them in a very long time, and it's uh, instability. Mm. Um, when it comes to Mitchell Trubisky, I don't know their angle on that. I don't get their angle because, let's be honest, um, if you're a smart person, you're not Stephen A. sitting up on ESPN talking about how the Steelers are going to make the playoffs because they're fucking not. We're, we're, we're just going to nix that shit. We're going to nix that shit. They're not making the fucking playoffs. Here, here, here's the thing. If you, th- I don't know what you expect. 
You expect Mitchell Trubisky to teach Kyle Pickett? How? How? I don't know. At what point? At what point? <laughs> at what point? At what point in Mitchell Trubisky's career does he have the right to teach a young man? He's still a young man. I agree. He's he's never done that well. Now, did the Bears make the playoffs with him at the helm? Yes, they did. But you know why? Because they had a freaking defense that was historical worthy. It's I think that's kind of what they feel like in Pittsburgh. It's the same thing. They got a good that's defense. The, problem, though, the, the, yeah. the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh don't got enough. Don't got enough defense for that, man. <laughs> TJ's already hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the thing. TJ getting hurt was definitely a big loss. They said he should be out six weeks, six to eight weeks. You know, a pack a pack injury, that's tough. That's tough because if you know if you try to rush that and then you completely tear it, now you're looking at, you know, it, it could get worse um for next season. Um, so it's it, very tricky. And here here's my next thing about the Steelers. Like everybody was over there like just celebrating and how the Steelers got to Mac Jones. Bro, first of all, we need to stop pretending that the Patriots have this amazing roster at the offensive line. They don't. They just don't. <laughs> I know people are used to seeing Bill Belichick having, like, just managing his way to the playoffs. But it ain't going to happen forever. At some point, you're going to have to get talent. At some point. The NFL is changing. Like, you're not going to manage your way into the playoffs anymore, man. Especially in the AFC. There's too much talent. There's way too much talent. I 1,000% When it comes agree. to me for the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. When it comes to me for the Steelers, Kyle Pickett should be starting right now. What do you have to lose? You're not going to win. You're not going to win a bunch this season. It's just not going to happen. I think I, I don't understand why people think the Steelers are going to win. I think Kenny, I think Kenny Pickett he'll get in there soon. I think he'll be in there soon. Um, I think they they lose a couple more games. Um, you're right. It's like what's what's the point of having Trubisky? It's not like you signed Trubisky to a you know five year deal or something like that. He's only there for you know two years, but it's really one year. They could cut him after next season, after this season. So yeah, and that's that, that's what that's, that's where I'm drafted. at. Yeah. So just break. Yeah. Just just give him the green light. The Steelers are sending me very bad signs that they never sent before. The Steelers are mostly highly calculated in how they transfer talent, how they transfer eras, and how they win Super Bowls in different eras. What they're showing me right now, they ain't going to win shit for a very long time. And that just is what it is. Well, we gotta we gotta remember too. Obviously, the '70s they had the historic run with the Steel Curtain and all those Hall of Famers. The '80s and '90s, you know, they didn't have a, a stable. They had you had a Cordell Stewart. They had Maddox. They had some guys, but it wasn't really anyone crazy. And then obviously, you get Big Ben for, you know, 18 years, and that's that's the stability that you're talking about. So they're kind of back to back to how they were, you know, pretty much before they got Big Ben. And um, maybe, maybe Pickett could be that guy for them. We'll see. I, I agree. I think he should be out there now. Why not? I, I don't know. I don't really don't know what they're waiting on, uh, t- to be honest, because it, I, I just feel like he can't be any worse than Trubisky right now. But if, I just, I, if I'm going to talk about Mac Jones, 
Yeah. First of all, I think everybody needs to understand that Mac Jones has no talent. It's just like Tom Brady. Same shit. He might as well be Tom Brady without Grunk. <laughs> <laughs> like he he's with a bear team and he's only two years in the league. And I I I just have to remind people that early in Tom Brady's career, he had a Hall of Fame defense. Yes. I'm just gonna have to remind y'all real quick, and the Corey knows better than I do. They had a Hall of Fame defense that was helping them win championships. It wasn't like Tom Brady was out here being the MVP of the league the first couple of years because that's not true. It's false. Definitely getting, he was definitely getting carried, for sure. So, uh, again, it's like people are just over hounding Mac Jones. I'm just like, bro, he doesn't even have what Tom Brady had. He doesn't even have that. He's dealing with slim pickings. And it's the fact that Bill Belichick thinks that he can go win a championship with the same shit he did back in the 2000s, and it's not going to happen. He doesn't have the personnel to do so. He doesn't have the defense to do so. The Miami Dolphins, to be honest, they're probably going to sweep you again. And it's would just not, like – I'd be shocked. And the Bills – I think the Bills are going to roll the Patriots. would not be shocked either, bro. So that's four <laughs> losses. As we're speaking right now. So, I mean, no matter how much they get, bro, they're not going to just. I love Mac Jones, and I I was honestly impressed with the Patriots for getting him the way they did because they should have because he's not a bad quarterback. The problem is, is that you, I mean, you barely have a run game. You barely have an offensive line. He has nothing to work with. Judging a player off of a team that's fucking literally just naked is just the worst way to evaluate somebody. And that, that just is what it is. There's not very many players that can deal with the team that's completely naked that can go out and win championships. That's not going to happen. So when people get down on Mac Jones, I'm just like, I mean, damn, what do you want him to do? You want to yeah. be Jesus out there? Like, I, I don't know. You want him to just like, you know, revive? <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. He he was made for the Patriots, in my opinion. Just the way he played the offensive, the offensive side of the ball, he was made for your style. But at the same time, he don't have a grunt. He don't have a lot of those. He doesn't even have a lot of the running backs y'all had back then. A lot of the running backs y'all had back then were making plays. Yes, sir. In the past game, they they were very good on screens or good on short passes. He doesn't have a security blanket. So when people talk about Mac Jones, I, I agree the jury's still out. But I think the jury should be fair to the young man. I'm going to just be real about that one. So that that's where I'm at with Mac Jones. That's good. Those are great points. Those are great points. And, and, and those, those are things that I've, I've said um, a lot when it, when, when it comes to New England. Um, from a talent standpoint, for, for Belichick, you just can't look – you can't duplicate what you did in the 2000s because the talent is completely different. And the quarterback play, the quarterback play today, and, and even in the conference – is light years better than what it was oh, in 2000, I, 2001. You know, so it's like your conference is 20 times better than it's ever been. That's what it's exactly. Ever. And and so you gotta you have to you have to put he's he's the only young quarterback um that doesn't have you know an elite or right there to an elite level type of wide receiver on the outside. Stephon Diggs, Tyree Chase, Jalen Waddle. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Exactly, Jacoby Myers is the lesser of the. Of all yeah, of them exactly. Yeah, he's not even. Yeah, he's not even. He's not even in that on that type of level with those guys. So, 
the tight end experiment that they have with, with Hunter Henry and John o. Smith is a failure. You, you overpay for John o. Smith. He just to me, he just to me, he just look he just looks like a product of Derrick Henry. Uh, he would just get open when Derek when you just had to load up the box and you know he'd get open in the seams because you have to worry about 22. Um, and ever since ever since he's left Tennessee, he's he hasn't done anything. Um, he's completely overpaid. So just like Austin Austin Hooper, Austin yeah. Hooper's same shit. Same thing, same thing, for sure. So yeah, you know Connie, you know look from what I saw last week, I definitely wasn't impressed. And, and this week again, you know, they got the win, but it wasn't a win where I was like, you know, I had any type of, you know, my confidence, my confidence level change or my excitement change about the about the season for them with the win. No, uh, will, will that change? Seeing depending on how they go up against the Ravens, we'll see. All right, we got the Falcons and the Rams. This was gonna look like a blowout too, and all of a sudden the Falcons decide to wake up and they start to play some some football and, and made it close here late they they drove driving down the field and, and Mariota you know again just like Jameis you know being being who he is it doesn't matter what the jersey look what the jersey color is on you're going to be who you are and he throws an interception to Jalen Ramsey and that pretty much ices the game I did like what I saw from Drake London a rookie that they drafted um out of USC for for Atlanta Cordell Patterson is obviously a special player. His ability to do different things on the football field, running out the backfield, being a wide receiver, a kick returner if need be. But this was a good win for the Rams uh, after getting waxed by the Buffalo Bills on, <laughs> in the first game of the season. Yeah, bro, that, that was ugly. That yeah, was they, ugly. they needed this one. They needed this one to, you know, get back in the win column and, you know, you know, gain some confidence uh, going forward. So what's your, what's your thoughts on these two teams so far in these first two weeks? All I think about when I when I hear the Falcons <clears throat> is Kyle Pitts and how underutilized the top ten pick is. I I, I don't I don't know I don't know because when if if a good offensive coordinator got a hold of Kyle Pitts, that boy is literally the personification of a new age tight end. New age tight end. They can spread the five, and you can have Kyle Pitts line up just outside the slot, and that boy could tear a defense apart. And for some reason, Atlanta just has no recollection of what the hell they were doing when they drafted Kyle Pitts. I mean, what the fuck? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you're the offensive coordinator and you you help draft this guy. And you sit there and you don't even scheme him in to Arthur, your, your Arthur Smith is looking like a again, like I said with John O. Smith, he's looking like a product of Derrick Henry, man. It's the Derrick Henry effect. You know, he came he came from that from from the from the Titans. He got that job because of the year that Derrick Henry had um in Tennessee. They don't have that in Atlanta. Not even close. They have nothing. Even though Cordell's passing is, is special, but Kyle Kyle Pitts is seriously a special yeah. talent. Yeah, he is. He really is. And and the reason the Falcons are going to keep getting their ass beat is because they keep drafting people. They don't even have a a plan to even utilize. How do you draft somebody you don't have? Kyle Pitts was the biggest disappointment I've ever seen. When it comes to draft, and it's not because of Kyle Pitts, 
It doesn't speak to his talent. It speaks to the way the Falcons scheme and the way they use them. And it's just, it's terrible. He was supposed to be like a Shannon Sharp 2.0, in my opinion. 2.0, he's faster. He's a, he's, he probably has just as good as hands. And it's, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck the Falcons were doing. And that's the reason they keep losing is because they, they don't have a direction, man. They just don't. And I feel yeah. bad for Kyle Pitts. I, f- I feel bad for him too, man. Um, just like we talked about, you know, just playing Kenny Pickett, just have him come out there. Let's let's see what they got in uh, Desmond Ritter. Let's let's see. Uh, because, again, Mariota just – that's who he is at this point. I mean, that's off to Mariota to even survive in the league. That's yeah, off to be the backup. This, yeah, this is <laughs> this this is his last shot of being a starter, and um, you know he's going to be a backup after this. But you know, again, uh, like when Matt just said, they almost they almost ended the twenty eight three curse. <laughs> they almost reversed it, but uh, Mariota made through that pick to uh, Jalen Ramsey. And that was all she wrote. And you know, Jalen Ramsey, good, you know, good, good play by him. You know, people were he was getting killed on because of how he played on Thursday night. Stephon Diggs was absolutely baking him. And to me, Stephon Diggs is the best wide receiver in, in football right now. I mean, just it's not a hot take, just just the way he's playing. I mean, he's played out of his mind these first two weeks. And I don't think there's anybody close to to him right now. He's uh he's on pace for to do what Cup did last year. <laughs> So uh, he's, he's playing out of his mind. I think he can win OPOY for sure. Um, and But, yeah, credit to Ramsey, that defense. They, they just made enough plays on, um, on Sunday to get that dub at SoFi. All right, we got the Seahawks and the 49ers. Obviously, the big news, Trey Lance breaking his ankle out for the season. Tough loss for him. Uh, prayers up. Hopefully he gets healthy, comes back next season. But – there was so much discussion about what they should do with Garoppolo. Should they trade? They should just trade him. You don't want to have a situation where Trey Lance is looking over his shoulder and he's thinking about, you know, Garoppolo might could come in if he plays bad. Well, that didn't happen. Trey Lance gets hurt and is out for the year, like I just said. And you got a you got a backup in there that took the same team to the NFC Conference Championship game last year, took him to the Super Bowl three years ago. He comes in and he, you know, he's the hero again. Everybody loves the backup quarterback. And what's what's your thoughts on on Jimmy Garoppolo now getting the keys again, being the forty, being the forty nine starting quarterback? <clears throat> so this is my last segment. So I'm I'm uh, okay. put everything into it. The forty ers did a fucking terrible job <laughs> when it came to the quarterback position. Just just this just did a fucking terrible job. Um, they have a lot of questions to ask uh, when it comes to what they traded to get Lance and what they what they did to Garoppolo and how they did this and that and like it's crazy to me because I don't understand what the hell they were trying to do because we're getting Trey Lance. Trey Lance was nowhere near a proven quarterback. He was nowhere near proven to be good. He had a few good tapes with a, a team that wasn't even in a high Division One class. FCS. And when it comes to Jimmy, I think he fits what they want to do. They want to run the football. They want to go to the tight end. They want to play good defense. I think they were looking at Trey Lance like they're they're escape. 
you know, to their scapegoat to win a Super Bowl because uh, the biggest way you make the 49ers undefeatable, like the way you make them not even be able to get stopped is making Trey Lance having big plays. That's all they had with Trey Lance. It's, they were depending on him to make big plays, make the big 40-yard plays, make the big runs for 20 to 30 yards. I think that's what they were almost a Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And how yeah. he and how he ran and how he ran his offense. Yes. And I think they were trying to almost reproduce Colin Kaepernick in his prime with Trey Lance. And I'm just like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do that? Because it didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out. So Kyle Shanahan. Like I don't know what the hell the 49ers thought they were doing when they drafted Terry Lance and over here telling Jimmy he's not good enough. And they basically slapped Jimmy in the face four times. They basically slapped him in the face four times. I don't know how Jimmy even wants to be on that team anymore, to be real. But he's getting his next shot. And when he plays well this season, which I'm a Jimmy G hater, I don't think he will. <laughs> like, Jimmy G is not that great, in my opinion. He, he's not good enough to win Super Bowls. But when it comes to it, if he plays well the rest of the season, they got a real question to ask. We just traded all this capital to get Trey Lance. We trade up to three, which I don't even think people would have selected him third overall. I don't think so either. So, therefore, y'all just made stupid decisions. Kyle Shanahan, in my opinion, is – dude, he, he just ain't the guy, bro. He just ain't the guy. And this proves it to me. The 49ers are two seconds away from imploding. They're two seconds away from employing. They lost one of their key defensive guys in the defensive line. And it's just like you drafted correctly. You got that defensive line to be massive, and that's what you should have done. That's what every team should do. Your defensive line should be elite. And Kyle Shannon did that. Then he lost one of his great ones. And now he trades up to get a quarterback that really just ain't that good. And even if with a broken ankle, you're, you're – the 49ers are about to implode. They're about to implode, if you ask me. Yeah, it's uh, – I think right now for the regular season, Jimmy's really good. He's a really good regular season quarterback. But in the postseason, it's just a shelf life. And we, we've seen this over and over again. You know, once they get to the postseason, and honestly, other outside of going up against Aaron Rodgers, because <laughs> they somehow, some way, find a way to beat Green Bay anytime they go up against Green Bay. But when they play somebody else and they ask him to be the guy or the hero or make enough plays for them to win the game, he's just not able to do so. So I feel like that's what they thought. Like you said, they felt like Trey Lance could come in there and make those splash plays, make those explosive plays, not only with his arm, but also with his legs. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see that this season. Um, I think it was – I think right now, you know, they have a lot of energy – I think there's a lot of people in that locker room that wanted to go with Jimmy Garoppolo again this year anyway. Uh, a lot of those veterans, uh, just because the success that they've had, you know, with him. They've went to the Super Bowl. They went to two NFC Conference Championship games. They've won a bunch of games. Um, they're right there in that, in that you know, back and forth rivalry with the Rams. So, you know, they, you know, they feel like Garoppolo, yeah, you know, he does have a, you know, he does have his limitations, but he's good enough to, to get us to where he wants to be. And they were a play away. From going to the Super Bowl last year, Aaron Donald made a hell of a play on fourth down, and you know they they went to the bowl and got it done. 
So yeah, this is a good win against a team that's not really good in, in, in Seattle. I think this is Seattle's another team that's we're gonna see two quarterbacks in there as well. I think Drew Locke eventually will also will also play uh for the Seahawks. I just don't think Geno Smith is good enough to to be a 17 game full starter. I agree. I agree. Um and yeah, so you know, good good win by by San Fran, but let's you know, let's see how they play against some of these other teams. You know, they did they did lose some guys that, that got hurt on that offensive line. That running back, they always their their running backs always get hurt, but you know, we say that and then they always find somebody else and then they go pop for hundred yards and a touchdown. So <laughs> that that run scheme that Shanahan has is is definitely elite. And Kittle was out. So when Kittle comes back, Debo, Ayuk. The defense is still really good. I mean, they're still extremely talented. Um, but you know, I think I think for just for San Fran, I think some of the fans, I think some of the fans are just probably just over Garoppolo because they already know what he is. And I just mm-hmm. think it was that you know that excitement with Trey is like we don't know what he can be. And I think exactly, it was, it was yeah, that unknown excitement. I agree. Yeah, exactly. yeah <clears throat> it was that intrigue of you know that that mystery. What what can he be? Um, and then you know, I, I didn't really. I didn't really critique him too much in that game against Chicago because of, because of the the rain that I mean that the the rain in that game it was so crazy. I mean nobody would have had a great game. Even Justin Fields didn't have the best game in that game against uh, against San Francisco. He, he, he did he did come back in that second half and look great though. I will yeah, say he that. did he did he stepped up and and, did, and he did play well. But the circum you know the rain and circumstances were just so crazy. So I wanted to see how he played against against Seattle um, at home first game at home. But you know, it's it's very unfortunate. Like I said, praise up to him, and uh, we'll we'll see what what the 49ers do uh, moving forward. Uh, Dustin, so you have to get out, man. I really appreciate you stopping by, brother. Yeah, no problem, bro. I'll do it in the future too, man. I'll be on here. Oh yeah, I'll yeah, be for here a little sure. bit. For sure, man. Uh, let the people know where where they can find you. Uh, yeah, no sense for sports on Twitter. You already know. Uh, Unwrapped. You can find me on the fights Unwrapped. Uh, I'm a normal host on that, and I'll definitely be involved with football and basketball. And maybe if I if I really pay attention, I might get involved with baseball here in the future. So <laughs> we'll <laughs> we'll figure that out. Um, All right, man. It was great talking to CJ, man. You can fill up the rest of the show. Glad to be on here with you, bro. Hey, man, Dustin. Thank you again for stopping by, brother. Catch you soon, man. Thank you. No problem. I'll catch you. Soon. All right. All right, man. Again, man. That's Dustin Hunt, USN. A uh, colleague of mine, you can find him No Censor Sports on Twitter, and you can also find him on Thursday, six p six thirty p.m. Eastern, on Fights Unwrapped. All right, next game we got here: Bengals and the Cowboys. I think going into this game, everybody thought, oh, "Look, look how the Bengals played against the Steelers Week One, despite Joe Burrow having five turnovers. They should have won. They could have easily won the game if McPherson would have made the field goal, but he didn't." And you know, back and forth, back and forth. Overtime it was a thriller. It was a great game against against Pittsburgh. Connie and I went over that one last week. You check that out um, on the podcast. But it was like, yeah, you know, Bengals. Yeah, they're gonna come in here. They're gonna they're gonna beat the Cowboys. Cowboys got Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush, backup quarterback. He, he's he's not gonna come in there and make any plays. Again, this is why I say you cannot sleep on anybody in football. There's so many things that that can happen. My guy, we got a couple comments in here. Sorry, I missed you guys. We got Skura. Yeah, we did. We did talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Dustin was definitely sick. Uh, so he, he just said, you know, he wasn't surprised. He said it's typical Browns. <laughs> um, we got my guy Vic. What's going on, brother? 
No Connie, but I'll take Dustin Diamond, RP Screech. Yeah, say about the bell. Classic, classic show. Psycho, TJ, what's good, brother? Thank you for stopping by, man. Appreciate you, brother. Yeah, so Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush came in there. He had a, he had a great, great first half, made some solid plays. Him and Noah Brown really connecting down the field. Noah Brown, Cooper Rush, they, they have really good chemistry being on that practice squad. And it, it looked it looked great. It looked great. Zeke was running the ball pretty well, pretty well. Tony Pollard, I, I just like that one-two punch that they have between Pollard and Elliott. I think I think it's perfect. You know, Elliott's more the, the power back, and Pollard could come in there and bring that speed, different type of element in there, and, you know, kind of the home run play. And he had a big run. He had a big run that almost went for a touchdown. But they still were able to manage to get in the end zone and, and score. And for the Bengals, Dustin talked about this a little bit um, earlier in the show when he, when he first got on. The offensive line is just it's so terrible. <laughs> they they paid all this money. The the, the offensive line, the, the agents of those offensive linemen that they picked up in the offseason completely scammed Mike Brown and the, and the Cincinnati Bengals because we all thought, or we all assumed going into the season, we know how how terrible it was last year. Burrow got sacked nine times against Tennessee. They still got the dub. Got sacked seven times against the Rams in the Super Bowl. They almost won that game. Okay, they bring in Collins. They bring in Karras. They bring in Kappa, some of these other dudes. You know, well, well-established guys. And we still getting the same result. Perry, what's going on, brother? Appreciate you stopping by, bro. And we're still getting the same results from that offensive line. He's about to get. He's gonna be like. He's looking like Andrew Luck. He's about to get. He's gonna be Andrew Luck. He's gonna be out the league soon if they don't find a way to protect this guy. And I said, and I'll say this: This is a way you protect the quarterback. You run the football. This. I, I just don't understand Zach Taylor from a, from a perspective where it's like, it's not like you don't have an elite running back in your backfield. You have one of the best running backs in the league. Give him the football a little bit more. I think that takes some of the pressure off of Joe Burrow, especially a guy that really didn't have a lot of time in training camp because he had the surgery. So you should you should start the season running the football a little bit, letting this offensive line develop some type of continuity, let, let them develop some type of chemistry. And then, you know, with the play action, they could come out and do a little bit more pass protection. But they just have this guy drop back 40, 45 times and expect, you know, expect him to, you know, be, be a hero for you when he doesn't need to be that because I feel like they have a, a pretty balanced, balanced offense. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, they, they need to run the football. They need to run the football over there in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor really needs to lock in and come up with some plays to make this team much more balanced. But, you know, Cowboys defense played really well. They played really well. And, Michael Parsons looking like defensive player of the year. He's looking like defensive player of the year. He's looking like he's going to be the top guy um, when when the season is over. I think I believe he has four sacks in two games. He's unblockable. He's just too fast. His uh, his get off speed off the ball is relentless. His pursuit is is really one of one. One of one. I haven't seen a pursuit like that in a very long time. Um, and you know he's he's just he's just going to be he's going to create problems for for opposing offenses um, for the rest of his career. And he's doing that right now. This defense looks really good. This, this defense looks really good. They gave Brady problems in week one on Sunday night football. And they did the same thing against Joe Burrow 
on on Sunday in the afternoon game. What am I expecting for both teams as the weeks wane? I think for Dallas, it's kind of just doing the same thing. Play complimentary football. You want you don't want Cooper Rush to again be a hero, make the plays when it's necessary. He has some pretty he has some pretty nice connections with CD Lamb as well in that game. I don't know if Michael Gallup will be back next week. Those are some discussions that are that were made that, that were made to be seen. Um, again, Noah Brown looks like a guy, at least playing with Cooper Rush. They have a really good chemistry, like I talked about. You know, he, he could be a guy that could de- develop some confidence and, and make some plays for them. Run the football, keep it easy. Dalton Schultz almost through the game. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I put in one of the, the, the chats that, that I'm in. You know, I called him garbage. I, I, he's, I don't know. He's not really garbage. We didn't make a garbage play. He got he got the catch. And this is the thing that I, that I hate when I watch these games, bro. It's, you have to know who you are. Like, you're you're not the fastest guy. You're not the most elusive guy. You're not, you know, you're not juking anybody. Just go north-south. You're trying to juke, the, you're trying to juke defenders that are light years faster than you. Go north-south because, because again, if you go north-south, they could miss a tackle. Some of these guys don't want to tackle you like that, especially these, these 190, 195 pound um, guys in the secondary. They're not trying to really tackle you. If you go north-south, you could break a couple tackles. You'll get more yards that way as opposed to trying to make a highlight play and juke this guy, juke this guy. Dolan Schultz tries to make a juke and go up the field and make another juke, and he gets and he fumbles the ball and loses the ball. And they almost lose the game because of that. Uh, just you, 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 just go up the field, bro. Like, what are you, what, <laughs> what are you doing? But, yeah, Burrow, they, they, tried, to, they tried to come back late. They, they tied it up. And then Cooper Rush had a nice, you know, game-winning drive. And, and their kicker, I'm blanking on it. I think it's Mar. Uh, Perry could correct me if I'm wrong. Hit, hit a 50-yarder, and it was it was ball game. Yeah, RF Sports, what's going on, man? Again, guys, make sure you like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell for the team. You have to know yourself, Drake. <laughs> Facts, classic song right there. Great mixtape. Great mixtape. Beautiful pass to CD. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm glad to see he's getting it going, man. Um, didn't have a great game. We didn't have a great game in week one. He looked. He looked good and and against Cincinnati, he looked good in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati, they tried to make some late game magic, but it's just too late. You can't start games like that. You can't start games how they started. And you know you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect in the, for the rest of the game if you want to win. And um, it's just that's just not gonna happen in football. There's no such thing as perfect place. Rush looks solid with that defense. Could definitely continue to squeak out some wins. Yeah, I mean, you guys go up against Dallas. I think that's going to be a good, a good game for you guys. I think it's a very winnable game. Uh, I talked about that. I feel like both teams kind of want to do the same thing, and we'll see who comes out to be the victor. But it's definitely a winnable game for for your Cowboys, bro. I could definitely see that. All right. Let's get to these last few games before we uh, dive into our predictions for for week three. Got the Broncos and the Texans. Not not really impressed with what I've seen from Denver these these first two weeks. They've been very underwhelming. I got I was expecting you know better than sixteen points, and I, I forgot how much they scored last week, but it, it wasn't it wasn't a high number. 
week one as well, Monday Night Football. I don't know what's up with this offense. Um, I think they need to run the football a little bit more, get Williams, get Gordon going, and then let let Russell, you know, do what he does. Jerry Judy got hurt and was out for the game for a little bit. People are, yeah. I was just I was just about to go into that. It's perfect. Uh, Ferry says Nathaniel Hackett doesn't know the concept of time. Yeah, his time management definitely needs needs some work. He's a young coach. He's a young coach, so you give him a pass right now. But when you start going up against these better these teams that are better than you, you're not you're not going to get you're not going to get those type of passes. You have to definitely be able to, you know, learn situational football and, and understand it's it's important. <laughs> It's important, man. Um, time management is key. There's nothing wrong with who who cares. Nobody these players at the end of the game. If you run the run the clock out, take knees. It's not like Madden where you're like you call it when you when the guy take a knee and runs the clock out. You call him trash because he doesn't want to throw the ball down the field and give you a uh, an opportunity to you know get the ball back. It's not like Madden when it comes to that. This is real life football. This is where wins and losses really. Um, are a factor in these li- the livelihoods of everybody that's that's a part of it. So play play the boring game. There's nothing wrong with winning boring as long as you win. You got Jimmy here. You're still going, bro. Respect, man. Appreciate you, brother. Love what you're doing on Fridays with the cards, bro. What do you mean, perfect gangrene? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> that win. We talked about that. But I don't know if you were here, bro. That was a that was a crazy win. That was a crazy win. I'm a fan of some of the young talent you guys have for sure, man. Flacco turned back the clock. It was looking like Baltimore Flacco. That was good to see. That was good to see. But yeah, for Denver, you know, some growing pains. It's growing pains. The new new coaching staff, new quarterback. It's not going to be perfect right away. They got the dub. That's all that matters. I think they should be 2-0, but they're not. And we're going to see how they play against the Chiefs, against the Chargers. Against the Raiders, even though the Raiders are 0-2, they still have a lot of talent. Um, but and th- those are going to be the real tests because, again, we've talked so much about this division, and I want to see how they fare against those top squads in their division. Took off the week last week. We'll be, at, uh, we'll be back Friday night. Hey, man, I'll be looking forward to it, brother. Doing some good things, man. All right, let's uh, – and then Texans, yeah, again. Texans, I mean, I like, I like Davis Mills. It's not really a lot around him. They, they need to continue to build around him. They need to draft better. So it's not too much to say about, about Houston, man. Um, they just they need a lot of work. They need a lot of work. They're rebuilding. And I think they'll do that with uh, some of the things, obviously, the Sean Washington deal and things like that. All right, we got the Cardinals and the Raiders. This was a great game in the fourth quarter. Went down to the wire. Cardinals, I was like, man, what what's the discussions going to be? If they go, they start the season 0-2, losing to the Chiefs the way they lost to the Chiefs and then losing to the Raiders because it looked like it was going to get ugly as well for for them. But the Raiders, I guess I guess time and clock management is really the, the narrative of this week and just how some of these teams just were unable to do that in the money quarter, in the fourth quarter. And the Cardinals, they fought back. They fought back. You know, that, that last 20 minutes or so in that game, was insane. Was insane. I, I tweeted this out right after the game. I said, "You can say whatever you want about Kyler. You could talk about Call of Duty <laughs> and playing Call of Duty, Modern Warfare Two, and and uh, you know being on the game more than studying film. Listen, 
you can say all that type of stuff, but when he steps on that field, he's a special player. He's special. He definitely is a definition of a backyard football player. Uh, he, he's running around, making plays. It's tough to stop him. It's tough. To, it's really tough to tackle him. I thought Max Crosby had him dead in the water. Easy. It was about to be a sack. GG's. Let's call it a day. Good win. Clutch win by, by the Raiders. But what happens? He somehow escapes that tackle and and, and, keep, and keeps the play alive. Then he's standing in the pocket for like eight, eight, nine seconds, standing in there, standing in there. And it's so tough for those guys. Those guys are tired. Those defend those defenders, they're tired as hell. And he he sees the lane, he gets past, he gets to the pylon, and he blow passes uh Jonathan Abram and gets the touchdown. And then the two-point conversion. Two-point conversion was money. It was money. He points out, he tells AJ Green to go this way. Those are dart in the back of the end zone. AJ Green made a great catch after dropping a gimme on right right there on, on, on the sideline right there. He could have easily had the toe jack swag and made that catch, but he made up for it. I don't know what happened to AJ Green, bro. I mean, I, I mean it's like he was he was so great in Cincinnati. I, I didn't I never seen anybody like lose all their prime in just like two years or so. I guess that's what injuries could do to you, but damn, it was like it's like his drop off was crazy. It was crazy, man. Um but yeah, nonetheless, he still made a great a great play, a great catch. And they go into OT. Isaiah Simmons blasts Hunter Renfro. And, and Byron Murphy picks it up and sends it to the crib. And, and that's all she wrote. Good win. Very good win by the Cardinals. Because definitely, I already know the stories. It was going to get ugly. It was going to get ugly. I could already know these, these Monday morning quarterbacks <laughs> were going to uh, eviscerate uh Kingsbury and Kyler Murray if they the, if they would have started off the season 0-2 but on the flip side the Raiders started off 0-2 are 0-2 now after losing so I just why why I don't know why Devontae Adams didn't get a, get in, didn't get enough targets in that game that was a little interesting to me you paid what 130 mil 150 mil something like that you, you give him all this money he should be able to get the football in high-pressure situations. Josh McDaniels, got to step it up, bro. Got to step it up. It's easy to be an offensive coordinator. It's different to be a head coach. It's different to be a head coach. It's easy to just call the plays, and and that's it. It's different. Then when you're a head coach, you got to manage the game. You got to worry about what the defense is doing. You got to worry about what your offense is doing. You got to make sure guys are all special teams and the special team factor. Special teams is such an underrated, underrated factor in football. Nobody talks about it. It plays a big factor in games. This Perry right here, he says, Raiders will bounce back, super talented. They are super talented. It's just their, their division is just so tough. And, um, you know, they start off in a, in a rough spot. They, they need to get a win next week. We'll, we'll, we'll check out the schedule. But they, they definitely, they definitely need to get a win <laughs> next week. No doubt about it. Um, because it, it, you, you just can't. Just can't have a have a game. You can't you can't have you can't go down 0 and three in that division. It's impossible. It's impossible. You can't do it. All right, a couple more games. Just want to go right here. All right, we got the Sunday night football game between the Packers and the Bears. This is a classic, obviously, historical game between both franchises. 
I, I, I was expecting I was expecting the the Packers to win this one. It's in Lambeau. They obviously had a lackadaisical and lethargic type game between the Vikings at week one. They got embarrassed. And they came out and, and they were the better team. I expected them to be the better team. The Bears, they still have a lot of work to do. I'm, I'm a fan of Justin Fields. I do I do feel like they just need to put some better pieces around him in all aspects, offensive line, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. I think they could definitely lose. I mean, they could definitely use some some more um, explosiveness on the outside for Fields. So he doesn't just have to run around all day and make the plays by himself. Make some, make them, make some easy plays and develop some a rhythm and some confidence throughout the game. Uh, but yeah, Green Bay, they did a great job. I expected them to win this game. Aaron Rodgers, they got they got back in the fold. I believe they play Tampa Bay next week. So that that's gonna be a big test because Tampa Bay's defense is alacious. Crazy. <laughs> they got some dogs over there. And um they're they're gonna need to those wide receivers are gonna need to step up if they wanna if you wanna see what, what Green Bay is gonna become for throughout this season. They're gonna have to ball out. Let's see, we got some comments here. Raiders play the Titans next week. Okay, yeah, that, that should be a dub, definitely. Yeah, I think I think they're gonna win that one for sure. So to, to, to the Titans. Yeah, oh yeah, 0 3 Titans. Titans are that whole division is just sad. It's it's just it's tough. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna go to the playoffs in that division. Just think about it. Somebody, somebody in that division is going to the playoffs. And the Jaguars are the only team in that division with a win. <laughs> they could think that's so crazy right now. Go into the week three. The Jaguars have the are the only team in that division with the W. Insane. Jimmy, that last field's interception is one of the worst on-field decisions I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. He he yes, he has a lot to learn. Yes, he does. He does. He has a lot to learn. Um, it, it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. Now, how long will the Bears put up with this process? Again, this is a different regime. They did not draft Justin Fields. So we don't know. Will, will it Will it be this season and next year? Could it just be this year? We've seen it before. We've seen it before. We've seen these young quarterbacks have a short leash and a new regime comes in. They see a guy in the draft that they really like and they want to take a chance on. And it's curtains for that for that guy on the center currently. So, uh, I think he I think he's not getting a fair shot. Yes, he's definitely not perfect by any means. He definitely needs to improve. I definitely agree with that. But if you put some better players around him, then we can really see um, how good he is. Similar to Tua, like I said, you know, it's still early. It's still early for Tua, and I like what I saw um, on Sunday. But he actually has some viable elite weapons around him, um, and he's making those plays so far. Um, in these first couple of weeks. And then we got the two Monday night football games. This was a weird one too, like two Monday night football games on week two. I was like, that's crazy. You know, this is this is weird. Usually that usually they do the doubleheader at week one. But nonetheless, Bills and the Titans, man. Listen, I'm not I'm not a Bills hater. I'm a Patriots fan. Obviously, you guys see the hat. <laughs> but I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I think. I think they deserve this. They deserve this. You know, they've um, been loyal to this team for so long and have to sit through mediocrity at the quarterback position from a franchise perspective for so long, decades. Like I said, I got fam in Buffalo. 
Um, I went to Buffalo State, so I got a lot got a lot of love for Buffalo, man. And um, they they they're playing outstanding right now. They're the best team in football, not even a question. Stephon Diggs, the best receiver in the NFL. Period. Josh Allen, best quarterback in the league right now. I, he he is the prototypical. He's what you want in a quarterback. Guy that can run, stand in the pocket, uh, has a has a cannon of an arm, can make all the plays, clutch. I mean, what, what can you say? What can you say? Um, his rise to greatness has been has been a sight to see. You pair him up with Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. I, I mean, I didn't I didn't see this in Minnesota. I mean, he was really good in Minnesota, but I, I didn't I didn't see this. I didn't I didn't see him. You know, playing being a, a, a top two receiver, a top one receiver in the league in the world. I did not see that. And in Minnesota, this is what I'm saying you can't, you, you don't know what's, you know, you don't know what, what's in somebody's heart. You just don't know. You just don't know. He wanted to be a dog and he's playing like one. He's boiling out right now. He had what, 11 receptions, a buck 40, three touchdowns last night. Insane. Insane. They're, they're the best team in the world today. Uh, Vic made a great point right here. Bill's looking like Alabama. Yeah. As yeah, they're looking like Alabama for sure. Just and these and these is, and this is pro football. They've been rebuilding since yeah, since since the Super Bowl fails. Yeah, those the '90s were tough because they had some talented teams in the '90s. I remember watching that football life of those squads: Bruce Smith, Reed Kelly, Thurman Thomas. They had some guys, and they just just weren't able to to win win the big one. But here we are today, 2022, and it, it's looking up. It's looking up for for the Bills, and they're, they're playing great football right now. Titans, one-dimensional football team. Tannehill, it, it's, we, we, we seen, we've seen enough. We've seen enough from Ryan Tannehill. We already know what he is at this point. I still don't think they should go with Malik Willis. I don't think you need to throw Malik Willis in, in this fire right now. Let Tannehill play the rest of the season. I know he played at the end of the game. I know Willis played at the end of the game last last night, but the game is over. I mean, it was, it was clipped. It was curtains. So no, no worries there, but he doesn't need to play. I don't think he should play at all this season. Have him sit, take a lot of mental reps, see what Tannehill is not doing. <laughs> do whatever Tannehill is doing, do the opposite. <laughs> and then you'll be a better quarterback. Uh, they're just going to load up the box and try to stop Henry. That's it. And, and, and make Tannehill beat you, man. We saw Tannehill, we saw Tannehill, throw the game against Cincinnati in, in, the, in the divisional round. You saw him throw the game, bro. Your team had nine sacks and you throw three interceptions. Come on. Come on. Just not good enough. He's not good enough. Especially in that conference. He's not even close to good enough. So that's that's just what we're going to get from Tennessee. Again, they're well coached. I'm a fan of Mike Vrabel. But they're not going anywhere with, with that guy in the center. Just what it is. And then the last game of the week is the Eagles and the Vikings. I, you know, we did the we did the predictions last week, and I was I picked the I picked the Vikings, and I said it too. I was like, I know Kirk Cousins in primetime games is not good, but I was I was like, I think he's gonna change it up, and he's gonna get the dub. Ha, ha, boy was I wrong, boy was I wrong. That guy. I just, I just don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I can't. I can't wrap my head around the fact how this guy is just so dirt and 
in primetime games. I think he's one in ten in on Monday night football. What? <laughs> That's insane to me. That's insane to me. You lose that, you lose that game against Cooper Rush on Sunday night football last year. Everybody, everybody was so so bullish on when they beat the Packers in week one. I'm like, okay. Oh, cool. I mean, they they always have a good win here and there where you're like, wow, they look really good. But that doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're they're, they're going to do anything. Uh, and this guy, this guy Shannon Sharp, he this dude, this guy had the yo guys, this guy had the Vikings going to the NFC Conference Championship game. I mean, it's early, it's early, but if this guy if this guy can't even show up in a Monday Night Football game, it's just so tough for me to see how he can show up in the playoffs, bro. They have a they last time I went to the NFC Conference Championship game was uh or went to the playoffs. Case Keenum was a quarterback. So like what are we what are we talking about? What are we talking about with this team, man? Um Kirk Cousins very limited, a very, very limited quarterback. Some of the throws he made last night, I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? What are you doing? Darius Slay, big play Slay was phenomenal. Justin Jefferson was boxed. He was boxed all night. Slay had him in a box. Of course, you got to have a safety up there as well. He's he's that special. You can't just have one guy on him. But nonetheless, Slay Slay pretty much boxed him up. He locked him up. He was non-existent. Um, <laughs> we got we got TJ here. He's at Eagles will win. Now, yeah, they got that dub, man. Very impressive win. I'm gonna talk about them um, shortly. Don't sleep. I'm not sleeping, bro. I'm not sleeping at all. Sharp smoking. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know what he's smoking, bro. But uh, he needs to quit because the Vikings. I, I just and they're so talented, man. I like Thielen. I like Jefferson. I'm a fan of Dalvin Cook. I, I just, man, it just Cousins is not that guy, bro. It's not that guy. When when we when you have a stigma around you that you don't show up in primetime games and you just haven't, you still haven't been able to shake that narrative. That's tough, bro. And the playoffs are the epitome of primetime games. And he's just still not able to, it just still doesn't click. So I, I just can't, I, I, I would, I can never, that's the last time in a primetime game I'm picking the Vikings. I'll tell you that, bro. It doesn't matter what the record looks like for me and Connie when we do these predictions next week. If they're in a primetime game, I'm picking the other team until I see otherwise. Philadelphia, a lot of people are saying, I mean, you could say it's, there were only two games last night, get caught in the moment, but a lot of people are saying the two best teams in their, in their respective conference. Eagles look good. Eagles look good. Uh, um, Hertz has improved. He's been working on his accuracy. It also helps when you have, you know, A.J. Brown on the other side, along with Devontae Smith, Dallas, uh, Goddard, Miles Sanders, Gainwell, those guys in the backfield. There's another thing too about Philadelphia is that that we're not giving Nick Sirianni some credit. I mean, this is the guy that came out of nowhere. No one, no one thought, no one thought he was going to be this this great coach and he was going to win a bunch of games. He, I mean, he, he his rookie season as a rookie head coach, they went to the playoffs. I, everybody talks about the press conference and how awkward it was and how cringe it was. Man just wins football games. That's all I know. That's all I know. And they go from they go from Doug Peterson to Seriani. Pretty pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, let's see. I've got some comments here. My bad. Oh, Cousins might be done. I think this is his last year in Minnesota. 
they, they need they need to find somebody else. He still can't catch the late game show all the time. <laughs> Wonderful backfield, let him keep sleeping. Yeah, I don't think people are sleeping on you guys anymore, man. I think people are definitely up, they're awake. Should should easily run away with the division in the NFC East, in my opinion. The the Russian the Russian attack is outstanding. Uh, Jordan Mailata, Lane Johnson, obviously the leader of that offensive line, and Jason Kelsey in the middle at center is, is doing a phenomenal job. The way you guys run the football has been outstanding over the last you know over the last two years or so, two years now. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Hurts. I'm a fan of Hurts. I was a fan of him in Alabama. Oklahoma, and now he's getting his opportunity as a Philadelphia Eagle. We saw some stars out there and during the Monday night game, watching the game. I saw Harden, uh, Bradley Cooper. So, you know, they, you know, people people are starting to, to wake up and see see that this, this team is, is legit. And they win the right way. They play really good defense. Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, big play Slay. Again, making some – he had two interceptions last night. This is a team that you can't sleep on. And honestly, the NFC – it's not it's I, AFC too. It's not a four. I mean, I, I think Buffalo head and shoulders are are better than are better than than the next AFC team. But in the NFC, I think it's very it's it's much more parity. It's much more parity. Because with Tampa Bay, it's of course Tom and Mike and the defense, but I just haven't been impressed with their offense so far these first two weeks. The Rams, they you know, they they responded this last week, but they didn't look good against Buffalo. So it's it's much more parity in that NFC. And you know, the Eagles, if they continue to play well and, and continue to hit on hit on all cylinders, they could definitely they could definitely be there. There's a possibility they could be there when it's all said and done. They have to stay consistent and it's gonna come down to Hurts. Hurts has to continue to play well, improve his game as a passer in the pocket. He has to improve in the pocket because come playoff time, they're gonna take away the run. And when you take away the run, can he make enough plays in the pocket to win those games? And that's going to be that's going to be the key for Hurts. That's in the regular season, you could get those runs. You're gonna you're gonna go up against bad teams, but when it's money time in the postseason, can he can he make those same special plays in the pocket? And if he could do so, then the sky's the limit for this franchise. All right. Um, now we're going to go into, I appreciate you guys, we got seven people in here, man. Appreciate you guys stopping by, um, chopping it up with me about the NFL. It's been a great season. It's been a great season so far. I know we're only two weeks in, but a lot of really good games. <laughs> a lot of great games so far. So I'm excited for what's in store. We got TJ. I feel the same way. The attack is yes, yeah, I agree. Defense turns into offense. You know the vibes, of course. That's the name of the game. And I see Chip here. We come. It's got to stay consistent, brother. Got to stay consistent. All right, week three predictions. We got the Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime. Steelers and the Browns. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I just don't trust Jacoby Brissett. I don't trust uh, Jacoby Brissett. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. I just think Trubisky makes one or two more plays than Jacoby, and they and they get it done. Um, I just uh, – it just was was very – I was not impressed from what I saw against the Jets. That, that should have been an easy W, easy W. 
now you're going into this game. If you were two and zero, you're like, okay, you could lose, but you could be three and zero. But now it's like, you know, team people are looking at you different now. I'm gonna go with the Steelers. We got an NFC South matchup between the Saints and the Panthers. I'm gonna go with New Orleans. I think New Orleans they bounce back. I mean, Jameis again, just Earl. Don't throw the game, literally. Like, just don't throw the game. Play smart. Be a game manager. There's nothing wrong with being a game manager sometimes, especially when you have a defense like that. I think Kamara will be back. He'll get the ball a little bit more. Baker Mayfield, probably a nice guy, but he's just an average quarterback. It is what it is. I just don't think he's a he's not a superhero-type quarterback. I, I'm going with New Orleans here. Bears and the Texans. I'm going to go with uh, – I'm gonna go with Chicago. I'm gonna go with Chicago. I think this could be an ugly type game. This could be. This is gonna be a close game. I'd be. I, I don't. I don't see a blowout here. Two. You know. Two below average type teams. Two young quarterbacks. It's. It's in Chicago. In Soldier Field. Uh, I think the crowd. You know. The crowd plays a factor in this one. I'm gonna go with the Bears. I see. We got some comments. We got. They got Pittsburgh over the. <laughs> Week three, Steelers, Saints, Bears, Bills, and Lions. Okay, okay. Saints are taking that Baker. He's showing some flaws. Yeah, yeah, he's he's always been flawed. He's always been flawed. Chiefs, Chiefs and the Colts. I got I got Kansas City. I just again, I just don't know what's going on over there in Indianapolis. They they need a leader, a true leader in there. I know Shaquille Leonard is a leader, DeForest Bruckner is a leader, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they need they need a they need a new head coach. I think they need a new head coach. I think it's time. Um I'm going with Kansas City. I just uh, it's, it's impossible not not to go with them. Buffalo against Miami. This is I think this is my this is game of the week for me. This is game of the week for me. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I'm gonna go with Buffalo. I I, I can see a split between in, in the in the series, the series matchup between these two teams. But right now, I just think Buffalo, just their confidence and how, how well they've played. I think they have the secondary. They have the, the pass rush to get after Tua and, and kind of make that pitch count and that mental clock in his mind speed up just a little bit. And, and, and it gets create, create some turnovers. And if they create turnovers, that offense over there in, in Buffalo, they, the way they run the football with Josh Allen, it's just tough for me to to see Miami winning this one. It's a good matchup. I mean, they got Xavier Howard on Stephon Diggs. That's something I'm looking forward to. You got those two safeties and Poyer and Micah Hyde. Gonna have to cover all day against Waddle and Tyreek Hill. It's a great matchup between these between these two teams. Both two of the hottest teams right now in in the AFC in the NFL. But I'm going with Buffalo. Lions and the Vikings. Oh man, I'm gonna go Detroit. I'm gonna go Detroit. I'm just again. I'm just. I just like this team, man. I like their energy. Um, I've, I've been saying it a lot over the last few weeks and last month or so. I'm gonna go with Detroit in this one. I think they give the ball to Swift. They run the football. I think they get a couple turnovers. I still. I think Jefferson has a much better game than what he had last night. But I think the Lions get it done. I think that would be a big win. That's a big win for for the Lions. I know they, I think they won their first game last year against Minnesota. Um, so, you know, they're not afraid of this team at all. It's a divisional game. I think it's going to be close, but give me Detroit. 
Ravens and the Patriots. Oh, man. <laughs> Home opener for New England. Going up against a team that just blew a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. So you know they're mad. You know they want it back in blood against somebody. And, and of course, it's against my squad. Belichick does do a pretty okay job against Lamar. Okay job. It was a, it was a good game. I remember that game, the season when Cam was there. It was raining a little bit, so that, that could play a factor. And then it was another game where Lamar just went absolutely insane. That's when Tom was still, was still with us. Oh, man. I'm going to go with my team. I'm going to go New England. I'm going to go New England. I would not be shocked if the Ravens win this game, obviously. They're the better, they're the better team. They are the better team. Um, I think with New England, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to keep Lamar in the pocket, man. They cannot have him get out in the pocket. And that's, that's, that's easier said than done because – they do the RPOs, and you have to be extremely disciplined going up against this guy. He's too electric. But I just – the Patriots, they, they, they need this – is, this is a win. This is a game where I'm looking for them. They, they, need to, they need to step up, and I need to see something from everybody in this game on both sides of the field for New England. I'm going I'm to go, go with, with, my, with my squad. Bengals and the Jets, I, I, got, I got Cincinnati. They have to get one, right? I mean – they have to get one. They have to get one. I, I think they get this one against against the Jets. They need this W. They need to start off. They need to start the game off better. They need to start off. They need to have a you know two really good series out the gate. Try to try to score a touchdown on the first series of the game. You need some confidence. Like, okay, we're good. We're back. Guys protecting me. I'm running the football. I'm giving it to Mixon. They they need they need this W. I got Cincinnati. Vegas and Tennessee. Give me the Raiders. I, again, it's pretty much the same thing. Like I said, with Cincinnati, they need this W. Um, you cannot be 0-3 in that division right now. The division is just too stacked. They need to develop some confidence as well, get something on the board. NFC East showdown between the Eagles and the Commanders. I think this will be a close game just because of the division, but I'm going with Philadelphia. I got Philadelphia. Um, I, just, I'm just, I just don't trust Carson Wentz. I just, I just don't trust him. I, I really don't. You know, he shows flashes, and then in those other flashes, he looks like he should be holding a clipboard. So... I'm going to go with Philadelphia. Jaguars and the Chargers. Bone with Los Angeles. I think Keenan Allen will be back for this game. I think Herbert should be good to go. Um, I think the injury report and things like that come out tomorrow. So we'll find out more information about Herbert and his ribs and how, and how that's going to go down before Sunday hits. But I think if Herbert plays, they're going to get this W. Let me give me the Chargers. Rams and the Cardinals. Good game, good game. Cardinals, they have to. They, I'm, it's, you just, you just, if you just have any type of pride, there's no way you, don't, you, there's no way you don't have this game circled on your calendar after how how poor you played in that wild card game last year. I'm gonna go with the Rams though. I'm gonna go with the Rams. I just think they're a better team. Even though it's it was a split last year in the regular season, I think the Rams win this one. Um, they make some plays. Jalen Ramsey. They still don't have D Hop over there. Uh, give me, give me the Rams, Falcons, and the Seahawks. <laughs> uh, I'll go, I'll go Atlanta. I'll go Atlanta. I think Atlanta. They, I think they get their first win. They get their first win. I know the 12th man over there in Seattle. That's definitely nothing to play with. It doesn't matter, you know, who's on the field. 
for for the Seahawks. You know, they definitely bring it every single time, every single home game. Uh, I'll, I'll go with Atlanta by a field goal. Packers and the Bucks. This is another game I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Give me Tampa Bay. Give me Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's defense is just too elite. I think they're going to give Rodgers some problems. Uh, that 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 defense is just too elite, man. And I just don't trust Green Bay's wide receivers yet. Sammy Watkins looked good. Cobb made some solid plays, but I, I just I know Aaron, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are really good in the backfield, but I just think that Tampa Bay defense is just too it's too strong. They're they're too strong, and I think Tom and that offense they need to get it going too. I think it's going to be a good game, but I just think I just think Tampa Bay's good. They just have too many playmakers on that other side of the field. 49ers and the Broncos. Really good game as well. Really good game as well. Give me. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Denver. I'm gonna go Denver. I'm gonna go Denver. I think. I know Nathaniel Hackett's dealing with the time management, game management type things, type deal, but this is I think this is gonna be a close game. This is gonna be a close game. Russell Wilson needs to have a a big time game right now. He hasn't played great in his first two games as a Bronco. This would be a perfect time for him to do so against his former NFC West rival in San Francisco. And you're and you're at the mile high. Uh, give, give me Denver. And then Cowboys and the Giants, classic, classic game, two historic franchises, NFC East showdown on Monday Night Football. Dallas is going to come into MetLife. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, I think the Giants are playing with a lot of confidence. I think both defenses are playing really well. I just think Micah Parsons is gonna is gonna get to that is gonna get to Darren Jones a couple of times, man, and uh, that that could that could, he could maybe get a strip sack, something like that, and change the game. They do a great job of stopping the run too. Dallas's defense cannot sleep on that as well. It's gonna be an ugly game. I think it's gonna be an ugly Monday Night Football game because obviously both quarterbacks are not are not great. So, but I think Dallas gets it done in a close one. All right. Oh, we got some comments here. G men are putting the side boys back in their place. Last place. <laughs> okay. Okay. Very possible. Very possible. I'll just use my picks from Gen C so we can keep the segment going. Copy, brother. Copy, man. Get well soon, bro. Connie's picking Russ. Nah, bro. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Russ is special, bro. Russ is special, my guy. All right, and that wraps it up for the hard count. It's about two hours, two hours, 18 minutes, man. Appreciate you guys for, for rocking with me again. Dustin, thank you for stopping by, bro. You can find him on Fight Unwrapped right here on the Unwrapped Sports YouTube channel. Um, again, like and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. I have my link here, linktree.com slash cjames9. You can find, find me and everything that I'm working on. Count the bucket. Uh, shout out my guy, Michael. Got me the cup here. Count the bucket cup. Shout out my guy here. Got the cup. Maybe we could get some uh, some hard count cups for, for the squad, for Connie and I as well. We'll see what's up with that. But count the bucket on Sundays at 930 Eastern. Every Sunday, look out for Nick Andre, Michael Lawson, and myself. Guard a podcast, my solo NBA podcast. 
find me here as well every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, talking things football with Anthony Conover about the NFL. So thank you guys again. We will catch you guys. Oh, and also, yes, follow us on Twitter um, at the hard count underscore. Um, and if you know, for any anything we're talking about football, we're talking about the games, Connie and I, we're, we're chopping it up, talking to, talking about things that are going on in the game, predictions. Yeah, just keep up with us, man. You know, we, we're really trying to, you know, hit hit home with this content stuff and, you know, try to get some more eyes on our product, man. You know, Connie and I would do a great job. So all support is definitely appreciated. So catch you guys next week. Podcast going up soon. Thank you guys. Have a good one.